Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Jess Perkins, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Matt Stewart. So good to be here with you, Jessica Perkins. Yes. Jessica Ann Perkins. Yes. J-A-P. That's correct. Good to see you once again. Thank you, and you. Um, And we are joined this week by a dear friend of ours, Mm. somebody who we believe Outside of work, lives inside a computer. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's our good friend, Evan Munro-Smith. Hello. Thanks what? for having me. Oh, man. Thanks. Pa- it's nice to be out of that computer. Yeah. Part man, part machine. <laughs> Tight in there. It's really stretching. I say part man, part machine, but there's no part of you that is man anymore, is it? <laughs> Are you all machine now? It's all machine. You're so last strong time, Last time I well. saw you, you were 98% machine. So, mm. we're the full 100 now? Yeah. Cool. F- fading out. I'm a machine that lives in a machine. Wow. Um, what was the last 2% of you that uh, had to go? <laughs> Come on, mate. You know. Uh, just just uh, my nose. Uh, nose. Yeah. yeah yep. it's always the la- that's always what people <laughs> do last. Yeah, because yep. it's been very hard I can't for smell anymore. AI yeah. to figure out the smell. Yeah. It's always like, is, is this room smell funny? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Is Who's this burning? Gone? I don't know. Who's back? Evan, you're not on Gamer Game now. You've got to explain. Because my partner, she's been on this show. She has. She won Best Evan in, I, in the 2023. That uh, sounds like quite an upset to me. Yeah. I was surprised. Was I nominated? Uh, oof. Yes. Okay. And yet she still won. Wow. So. Okay. I've got to step up my Evan game. I think so. But is, is it because I've gone machine? Is that. 
Possibly. But by being on today's episode, it does make you eligible for the 2024 Best Evan Award. Which Beck at this point is not. Yeah, so. Beck hasn't been on yet this year. Okay. So you're in the box seat. All right. Yeah. Okay. All so right. this is feeling pretty promising for you, but- He's got to hold on to this lead somehow. But we will have Beck on at some point. Okay. So, well. Apart yeah. from when you've been inside the show, have you ever listened to this before, Evan? Of course. Do you, do you feel comfortable explaining the concept of the show to new listeners and listeners? Lasseners. Lasseners? That's the hotel and neighbours, I think. Oh. So, yeah, of course, I could explain the concept of this show. Thank Great. you so much. Go for it. So, so every week, one of you guys, yep. normally, this would be Dave, Jess and Matt, mm-hmm. uh, would, would, would uh, bring in a, a report that they've written on a specific special topic, Yep. Uh, present it to the others and- you know, with a bit of riffing. Yep. You know, it's informational. It's entertain, enter infotainmental. Yes. It's great. It's a good little chat about a thing. You get to learn, uh, and you get to laugh. I think you did a great job there. And, and at the moment, Dave is uh, is is on leave of some kind. Yeah. Um, some believe. kind that we that is fine, and yeah. he's okay. Okay. Um, people have started to get a little worried. You know, okay. there's been a few jokes going around like, should we be putting pictures of Dave on milk cartons and stuff? And we're right. like, no, he's no, fine. Nobody reads milk cartons yeah. these days. Exactly it's right. all digital. Exactly right. That's not, <laughs> Australian culture doesn't do that. So no. people would be like, what is that ad for a boy for? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> what's this ad for a little boy on my milk? Yeah, what's mm. going confused. on? I also don't buy milk in a carton. Mine's right. like a bottle. Yeah, or, no, me like too. Like a plastic bottle because yeah. yeah. I hate the environment. So, yeah. so, anyway, just something to think about. Yep. It is. Uh, but we usually get on to topic with a question, and it's oh, Matt's yeah. turn to do a report this week. Matt, do you have a question for us? I do, and Evan knows the topic, so this question is just to you. Great. I hope <laughs> it's Evan's about locked out. maths or geography because those are my strengths and I can always answer those questions. Well, <laughs> uh, this is about your probably your favourite topic, Evan Munro-Smith. <gasps> okay. You, you love Evan. I love I don't know if you say that on mic much, but you say it almost an uncomfortable amount off to mic. Evan. Yeah, I know because I love to. Um, anytime we have a conversation with Evan, and then he goes back to his box um, <laughs> as he walks away. His I say, office. His box. <laughs> I say love you, and I I wait. And sometimes if he doesn't say it back, I say Evan, and then, so now he knows that he always says it back. Yeah, and it's joyful for me, and it's from the heart. Well, I do love you, Jess. You've um. <laughs> You've trained him like a dog. <laughs> exactly. He knows. <laughs> just get it over and done with. Get her off your back. Just say, yeah, I love you too. Close the door to your box and, and then off you go. J- just gives him a little chocolate treat. Yeah. That's <laughs> where it differs from training dogs. All right. So, the question is. Yes. Evan Munro Smith's three favorite musicians, as far as I can tell. Okay. I haven't asked him. We haven't talked about this. Okay. Are Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Uh-huh. RJD2. Yes. And Who. Is he wearing merch for this particular artist at the moment, I can't give any clues. Because I wouldn't have known those two, but the the big one I would know would be Weird Al Yankovic. That is correct. Yes! (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Am I right with the other two, Ev? Yeah, definitely no sounds. RJD2 I do like. But I wonder if they'd be- I haven't haven't thought about who my favourite artist would be. Nine Inch Nails has got to be- That's a bit of a lock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is Um, hard to nail down. I mean, some people- have a very clear top 
top three or like mm. top five, whatever. I find I struggle to name my favorite artists. Yeah, it, it shifts depends. around. It totally so much, does. Right? Yeah, like yeah. It depends on the mood you're in. It depends on. There's artists I've listened to for 20 years, and I go, yeah, yeah well, they they'd have to be up there. But I'm also going through a phase of this particular band or this yeah. genre. Like, yeah. I'm not listening to much Nine Inch Nails at the moment. I mean, yeah. they haven't released much new stuff, but also you know, it, but every now and then I'll go back and I love it. Yeah. But, I, but it's not something I'm listening. I'm listening to a lot of at the moment. Mm. My favorite Nine Inch Nails song is probably uh, "Take Me Down to the Old Town Road." <laughs> One of their most successful tracks, <laughs> yeah. uh, weirdly. Yeah. Oh, a little niche. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty underground. You might not have didn't heard expect of it. them to be top in the country charts there, but <laughs> yeah. uh- <laughs> you know, we got that, they, that song was ta- getting quite popular before they'd got permission to use the banjo from Trent Reznor. Oh, right. And then apparently they started panicking. They're like, oh, shit, <laughs> we don't get this. What do we do? And luckily he, he was really cool about it. Let him have it. I mean- He's a cool guy. Also, seems like smart business from him. Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Something's making your music uh, popular again. And it, interestingly, we will talk a bit about uh, permission ah. from artists yeah. to other artists in, yeah. in this week's episode. Yeah. Uh, but firstly, let me tell you who suggested it. It's been suggested by- Evan Munro-Smith. Quite a few people. <laughs> Nearly all of them named Evan <laughs> Munro-Smith. I hadn't put two and two together. Uh, it's been suggested by Joff from LOL Radio and Colac, Kevin Packrad from New York, Quentin Chalet from Tampa in Florida, Will Hull from England, Gregory Grickman, <laughs> Gregory Gritman from Nyack in New York, Jason Frey from Clearwater, Florida, Matthew Abad from Seattle, Washington, Jess Gillett Sheetha from Sydney, Lauren Joyner from Chandler, Arizona, and Gaddy J from the UK. Oh, that is a long list wow, and a lot yeah. of uh, names we know quite well. Mm, that's Yeah, that's right. I know Joff from Lowell Radio has sent in questions to so who knew it with Matt Stewart where the question is which one, well, name a, a Weird Al. Great. Which are really fun because <laughs> it means the guests get to make up a, yeah. a funny yeah. Or bad, often uh, parody <laughs> song title. Uh, Gary J. Everyone gets to write a little uh, paragraph about why they'd like to hear the topic. Gary J. wrote, "I love hearing the episodes where the report giver loves the topic. That's why I want the second banana, Evan Munro Smith, <laughs> to be a guest on it. He wanted you to do the report, but um, at this late stage, because I won a vote on the Patreon, and uh-huh. I, when it was looking like it was going to win, I said, Evan, any chance you're free to record with us this week?" <laughs> Because I definitely was like, I can't do it without Evan. It would yeah. feel wrong. <laughs> it would feel wrong. So I, um, Evan, I don't think f- I have enough objective distance to to write yes. a report like this anyway. Yeah. I think it's better for me. But, to- but I think, it, yeah, you are second bananaing like you uh, do with me on Primates. Yeah. Uh, our podcast about primates and popular culture from mm, chimpanzee yeah. all the way down to chimpanzee. But um, <laughs> it's funny I can remember that now. Whenever I record it, I <laughs> like, have no idea. You always got to read it. But um, yeah, I, I figure you you can sort of be the uh, the side reporter. So if you yeah. ever have any any tidbits that yeah, you want to fill in, I'll try to add in. some color if I've got. Yes, a, you're the I've color commentator right, to great. put it in a sport sporting. <laughs> Is that a sporting thing? Yeah, or no? yeah. The color color commentator is <laughs> the one who um, adds a bit of flavor, but. Okay. Ooh. Firstly, Evan, just to set the table here, yes, you are a massive fan, and you have I'm been a, for a long a, time. A, yeah, a long time fan. My favorite Will uh, Weird Al related uh, story is your one about going to see him in Canberra. Can yes. you tell it to the listeners who haven't heard? It? I'm sure this I've my, told it this before. This is one of my favorite Evan stories. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I um weird. I, so I I discovered Weird Al um in must have been the late nineties, maybe ninety nine, two thousand um and. Just it just blew my mind. I'm like, I didn't realize that that music could be fun. Like genuinely, I didn't realize music could be funny. 
Um, and I was just, I just loved it immediately. Um, and so I, and, and so the next time he toured Australia, which was, I think it must have been 2006, 2007. My friend M was also a big fan. And she's like, oh, he's going to be on Spicks and Specs, which in Australia is a, a music quiz show. Yeah. Um, and they often have musical, musical guests on. And, Great and so we're like, we have to go be in the audience for, for Spicks and Specs. Um, and so that, that was filming in Melbourne. And so that's, that's the first time I got to meet him was after that show. <gasps> And we were seeing him like the next day in Melbourne for, the, for this Melbourne show at uh, the Art Centre, and um, but but we were at the the uh, the ABC and and met him that first time, and his manager was there, Jay Levy, and um, he's like, oh, do, would you like to uh, would you like to come backstage at the, wait, at the show what? when you're going to see wait, the show? How, how are you meeting him? At Spicks and Specs, were you working there at the time? No, no, no. We just we were just in the audience yeah. and we waited around afterwards. Right. And I think there's only one way in and out of Gordon Street. I uh, the the oh you waited at the door. Yeah. Like oh, we, that's cool. That's such a yeah. classic. You yeah. see that in like um, you know biopics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The group we didn't of fans have special access or anything. That's we just awesome. we were just very patient. I love. I can't it. remember how long it was. But it was quite a while that we were waiting there, and we we're like, were oh, there I don't many know if we'll get of to- you waiting? I know. I think we were the only ones, but I. Um, oh, there might have been one other person who I think M was friends with who was also a big fan. Um, so that was that was such a thrill and and amazing to to get invited back backstage. It's it's because my friend M was there's also a bit of a campaign. Not sure if this will come up to get him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so we were doing a bit of like uh, I don't know, just rallying on the forums and being supportive of that. So I think that's partly why they were like, oh, you know, come and hang out, sort of thing. I don't bring that up. Do you want to talk about it now? Oh, there, there, all there is is a, there's a big fan campaign to get um, Weird Al into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It seems like he's had such a long, successful yeah. career that it seems like such a natural thing, but he hasn't. Um, they just don't see him as as a like a legit artist. I, or something? I'm not. I'm not sure if that's what it is. I think like I see. You see the people that are getting inducted. They don't induct many people. And the people that they do induct, you've been like, why are they not already? In-? Like, yeah, it takes it is, a, like, it really right, is yeah, quite yeah. A, a lot of legends. Yeah, yeah. And they only the do. do you go, yeah. How did that guy get like, it? I think he wrote one nails. good jingle for a yeah. Yeah. For McDonald's. Flint Nine Nails <laughs> only just got in there recently, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, sorry, somewhat long story. Anyway, so we we go backstage at the Melbourne show. We meet him again and get photos, and and my my family was going to the show as well, and they got to meet him. It was, you know, really, really. Is he starting to recognise you and stuff? Yeah, like well, I mean, this was only a day later or something. And he remembered you. And he remembered. That is cool. I've not heard not he's a only that, but this this at, at his he like saw my friend M who has dreadlocks, and he's like, oh, you're not Emily, is which is her username from the forum. Oh, wow. So he he. I don't know. We were just very impressed with like, oh, he like is on the forums and is across this and cool. He has an incredible memory for things. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But um, at the backstage at the Melbourne show, um, I think his manager again was like, oh, so you coming to the Canberra show? We're like, no. That's <laughs> it was it was the next day. Um, he's like, oh, well, you know, let me know if you want to come because I think they're from you know they're from America where I guess they're doing towns that are a bit closer together or something yeah, like that yeah. maybe Melbourne and Canberra are not very close yeah, <laughs> yeah it was so, about a nine hour drive or something yeah something seven like hour that. drive maybe yeah between seven and nine Great. so <laughs> depending on traffic yeah exactly <laughs> time of day um, how fast you're going do you stick to the speed limit how, how old many times, are you at this how many time? times do you need to piss I well maybe like. Uh, you are you an adult yet? I must be 16, 16. maybe. So, no. 16, 17. So, you're but so a no. boy. Yeah. And you're already In getting school. invited backstage to rock star yeah. shows. Yeah. Weird Al. I knew that. Wild, right? Everyone says he's a gentleman, but now- <laughs> I know, Now I get where the weird comes from. <laughs> the other mm. shoes dropped. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, so we're like, no, we couldn't possibly. But then we're also like, yeah, actually, maybe we, maybe we. Anyway, so we. How do you say no? Yeah, how do you, you can't say no to an opportunity like that to go see to go to Canberra, the man you're in the room with at the moment. Imagine, <laughs> um, imagine seeing him <laughs> right up close. Yeah. What what's going on backstage? Is there, is there a party atmosphere, or what yeah, are you doing just, back they're there? They're just hanging out. Him and the band just hanging out. I've got some footage on my phone of hanging out with them, and they're just like. I don't know, his keyboard players on the piano that's back there playing like a salsa version of Smells Like Teen Spirit or something like, you know, just like, they don't know, just have them, you know, it's after oh, a show, they're just hanging out. Because he's very tight with the band. They're the kind yep. of things I'd love you to fill in because I don't, I don't think I mentioned his band at all oh, right. in my uh, report that I've got here. Um, so maybe as we go along, you can Yeah, there bring might be some tidbits, yeah. Um, you know, maybe anyway. what their favourite um, cocktail is, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Something things like you would have <laughs> gleaned off them uh, backstage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so we so we went home that night and and like after the show, it was like midnight after we got home from the show, and and I was talking to M on on Messenger or what MSN Messenger, whatever it would have been at the time. Naughty M, Naughty M, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, the, I recognise that from the forums. <laughs> um, and we're like, maybe we should go. Do you yeah. think we should go? How do we go? Because we're living in our lives. We're like, well, we'd have to take a taxi to the to, to Frankston and then we could take a train because we didn't drive. We're like, we could take a train to uh, Spencer Street Station, it would have been at the time, and then we could take a, a V-line to like um, <laughs> Aubrey Dog or whatever. And then, you know, we, we were like planning it out and we're like, maybe we should just do this. And so we didn't tell our parents because it was midnight. Everyone was asleep. And so, like we did, we did that. We were just like in the middle of the night. Um, you left there and then, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like I, we we got a taxi. We met at the station, and we wait. Yeah. Did you get a rucksack over your shoulder or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we didn't. I I don't even know what our plan was. We didn't plan to stay overnight. I don't think, but we did. Well, no, we must have planned to stay overnight. But it was it was just a very off the cuff. It was just like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We yeah. have to, you know, it's like we can't not do this. Um, just live a little, you know. <laughs> um, so we, so we, yeah, we, we went to Canberra and then I remember calling my mum in the morning, uh, <laughs> it must be like nine in the morning and be like, hey, so I'm in Canberra. <laughs> was it a school day or something? No, no, it was like, a, I think it was a, it must've been a Sunday, but, um, no, maybe it was a Saturday, but it was a weekend. Yeah. But she, yeah, it was, she was quite, uh. <laughs> she would have thought uh, you were taking the piss at first. She I was, sure, yeah, she's pretty surprised. I don't, she wasn't happy about it. It doesn't um, feel to me like a very Evan move. No, I normally I'm not very um, uh, spontaneous. Like spontaneous. I'm not, oh, yeah, I, neither am I. So <laughs> I'm not saying it with judgment. I'm just I love this story because it it feels not like you. And, and also, also you're 16, and yeah. in the middle of the yeah. night you've just left and gone to Canberra. And it feels like such a rock and roll story, yeah, but yeah. the <laughs> musician is weird. <laughs> exactly. Out. Yeah. So feels yeah, like oh, a train. Motley also- Crew or something yeah. about you to come. Also that the destination is Canberra. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything about it is perfect. It's so I good. I love this story so much. Yeah, so we got to hang out at the Canberra Theatre and we got backstage passes again and we went backstage and hung out and it was, yeah, it was great. Um, I, I should get into the story. Yeah. But, but do you- did you end up working with him? And you want to tell us about that later? Or you just met him again recently? I just met him again recently. Yeah. I would love to. It's my dream to work with him. But I uh, got to meet him again when um, when he toured Melbourne last year. Yeah, cool. It was very good. And he remembered you and Naughty Emmy? Uh, no. Well, Em didn't get to go backstage, which, which was a shame at the time. Um, but I can tell. Maybe I can tell that a bit later. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, love it. Love having you here for this. Thing. Yes, it's perfect. And it probably is best for you not to do the report because when I did a report on something I love, Riverdance, yep. um, <laughs> I was too close to it yeah. and I couldn't join in on the jokes because I was like, how dare you not take Irish dancing seriously mm. like I do. 
So it's best yeah. for you to be in this position, I think. Yeah, and I expect you to take Weird Al Yankovic seriously. And I do, and I will. Great. Also, the the pressure of of a topic like that it can be feel pretty big to yeah. do it justice. That's yeah. why I ended up mm. doing a five hour plus episode about the Saints because I felt <laughs> the pressure to be really you do thorough. justice to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you care about it. You don't want to just skip again. Over it. Really sorry, I wasn't there for that episode. <laughs> really sorry. About That's that. okay. I mean, you can listen to it anytime. <laughs> and I have. And I have. <laughs> And I love it. (laughs) Okay. So, Alfred Matthew Yankovic was born in Downey, California on the 23rd of October, 1959. Uh, I'm going to go on a tangent straight away here (laughs) because I almost instantly fell into a Downey hole. Um, He wasn't- He was born there, but he he grew up in the suburb next to it. Yeah. But anyway, it was too late. I was already reading it. Where did he grow up? What's the suburb? Uh, He grew up- not Linwood, is it? It's Linwood, yeah. yeah right. Straight out of Linwood, is that an yeah, album? Yeah, because it's an album, yeah. It's I think that's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like at about 20K south of downtown LA. And apart from being the birthplace of Weird Al, it's famous for a few other things. For instance, the oldest existing McDonald's restaurant is in Downey. Wow. wow. It was the third McDonald's restaurant and opened on the 18th of August, 1953. Wow. It predates Ray Kroc's involvement in the company. Huh. And was the second restaurant that Richard and Maurice McDonald franchised. It's the one with those two separate golden arches. I'm pretty sure. Did you do the oh, episode so about can, McDonald's I think years ago? So. And I think you talked about this building. So it's like a real cool. Yeah, I, I think I can picture it. Yeah. I don't know if Art Deco was the right word. Or yeah, is it something like that. Yeah. Like, um, yep. Well, 1953 is probably beyond Art Deco, but it was something like it is in that sort of yeah. mid-century. It's got the big like arcs that cross over. Like mid-century, mid-century modern or something. Yeah. It's the style of architecture, architecture that uh, Tim yeah. Rosso loves. Like, sure. <laughs> From American, Rosso, Rosso. American Rosso. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's done like documentaries about it and stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. Anyway, yeah, so that I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm. But also the 1950s uh, is a big decade yeah. for Downey. Weird Al was uh-huh. born, that old McDonald's was built there. But <laughs> yeah. also, Danny was in the papers in July of 1955 all around the country because of a strange mystery. Oh. And I'm going to read you an article dated Tuesday the 5th of July. Uh, it was reported on in the Michigan Daily right across the country. Wow. Uh, and the headline was, Disappearing Hoses Annoy Californians. <gasps> <laughs> now, I just want to double check that- uh, their word for hoses is the same as ours. Yes, like garden hose, garden hose. like a mm. like a a way to get water from a tap to somewhere else, or a bong to your mouth. Correct. <laughs> is that how bongs work? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, this story is from Downey, California, and it reads: the Earth in this Los Angeles suburb seems to have developed an extraordinary and baffling appetite for garden hoses. It has now swallowed portions of three. Yesterday, however, puzzled homeowners put a stop to the mysterious goings-on. Two severed their errant hoses. The third dug his out. It all started last Thursday when George DePeso's daughter was watering the garden with a green plastic hose. When the when she stuck it into the dirt, she was unable to pull it out. I don't know how she's watering this garden, to be honest. You can just do it from, yeah, well, like, a top. Yeah. You know, you can just sort of you don't sprinkle. Have to, you don't have to shove it into the roots. Yeah, it gets I don't there. Get that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You can, you, you know. You moisten the top. It'll it'll get down. The pressure mm. of the hose also, you know, can deliver from- Yeah. T- you could stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you don't I've have to shove it I normally would. Yeah. 
I haven't watered a garden in a long time, but mostly anyway. because of the housing crisis and I live in an apartment with a balcony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, there's rain. There's rain. That's so what I would think. With yeah. uh, internet connections, I think it's better for the connection to be direct to the house rather than she's sort of- Yeah. yeah. we got to tell her about you can water the garden to the node. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very niche Australian terminology yep. there. but um, Our internet's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the government a few years ago had this great idea about we don't need to deliver it to the house. We yeah. can deliver it to a node yeah. and then you can pick it up from there with- uh, you know, like little strings. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. we could just have a guy there who could yell out things you're downloading. Telepathy. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. yeah. The liberals thought you could get away with wireless watering, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, so she put it in the dirt, wasn't able to get it out. Even worse than that, it started burrowing downward. Oh. The hose has been heading for China at a rate of two or three inches an hour ever since. Heading so, hang for on, China. the hose is getting sucked into the ground? Is that yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Until yesterday morning when DePeso got fed up with all the publicity his hose had been getting and chopped it off. More than two feet of it had disappeared. Whoa. Before he just said he chopped it off and let the ground take the rest. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, two other nearby residents reported similar vanishing acts. Calvin Barham of nearby Norwalk, sorry if that's how you say it, said he stuck his hose a couple of inches into the ground to water the roots of a tree. Again. Again, you- just- It'll get there. Yeah. It'll get there. Trickle down water economics. Correct. Uh, When he returned an hour later, two feet had been sucked down and he couldn't pull it out. Yesterday morning, with five feet gone, Barham got curious and started digging. He says he found the end was embedded in soft sand, which apparently created enough suction to hold the hose solid. He reckons that claim solved the mystery, but authorities, however, said they are baffled by the disappearances. No one seems sure what force draws the hoses downward. I love it. It is a long article. Mm. Nearly done. (laughs) The third case was that of Mrs. Robert Breeze. I love how they used to do that. Yeah. You used to get, not only you got got the Mrs., but you also got your husband's first name. Yeah, you you get a new surname and a new first name. You got their entire name with an S added to the Mr. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty cool. That is really cool. (laughs) Bring it back. I agree. Uh, So, anyway, Mrs. Robert Breeze of Downey uh, stuck a hose in a hole to try and drown a gopher. Uh, When she returned, found 15 feet of it had disappeared. 15 feet? Yeah. Yeah. I'm reckoning that's that's the gopher. I think it's the gopher. I think it's got to be the gophers. They're fighting back and fair enough. You're like, oh, I was trying to drown a gopher and now my hose is gone. You were trying to drown (laughs) a gopher. Oh, now now the gopher's stolen my hose. Well, I think that maybe you've asked for it. I think they're entitled I think you gave the gopher your hose by shoving it in its hole. If Mm. I was a gopher and I saw a a hose poking into my house, I'd say thank you you so much. Thank you for the gift. (laughs) I was actually going to smoke a few cones later. (laughs) I was going to say my kids have been asking for a pool. Yes. Now I can fill it. Exactly. With bong water. (laughs) Uh, so, she was unable to pull it out even with the help of three big neighbours. Wow. Uh, but apparently, Mrs. Breeze put a quick end to the nonsense, declaring she wasn't going to lose any more hose, and she chopped it off and filled the hole. So, it was never really they never really figured out what it was. Some people think it might have wow. been an, an underground river sort of thing and the pressure of the water dragging them. But Wow. But so, then people- why are they bloody watering their plants if there's already an underground river under there? I mean, yeah. come on. Jeez, always. Anyway, yeah, like I say, I got stuck in a hole, much like a, a downy <laughs> a hose. hose. Yeah, yep. like 15 feet of hose. Just finally about downy. I'll mm-hmm. move on. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to anyone listening from downy. Did Weird Al have a pretty dull life and you're just needing to pad <laughs> yeah. early? 
He didn't even grow I up have, there. He was I, just born there. I didn't even. I hadn't even started researching. I was. I was distracted, and I. But anyway, yeah. But he's not the only music legend from. Ah. Uh-huh. There's sort of the Downey Triumvirate, and there are three. Robert. Robert Triumphant. <laughs> Robert Downey. Robbie Downey. Yeah, Thank Robert you. Downey. Uh, Metallica frontman James Hetfield was born there and oh. Slayer guitarist Kenny, Kerry King went to high school there. So, mm. they're the big three. Okay. Yeah. They're the big three of uh, thrash metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about them. We're no. here to talk about another rock god, mm. Alfred Matthew Yankovic. Yep. Or Yankovic. Yankovic. He was born in, in Downey. According to Rene Ostberg, writing for Britannica- he grew up in Lindwood, California, the only child of Nick Yankovic, a factory worker, and Mary Yankovic, uh, Ne Vivalda. Ooh. Uh, who, a stenographer. Yeah. Right. Worked, worked as a secretary and a stenographer. There you go. Now I'm going to talk for about 10 minutes about stenography. Great. <laughs> I've never understood stenography. Are they the ones that you, just- Yeah. yeah you're with that weird machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And they just- a, it's like you're just able to type really, really quickly because of this sort of shorthand you get from the machine. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know, it blows my mind. It is amazing. It's all, they're even more machine than you. <laughs> it's like, I guess- The machine is or the stenographer is? Ah, uh, the stenographer. Okay. It must be just like learning another language. Yeah. Um, you know, because certain combinations yeah. of keys make certain words. Yeah. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, because it's, yeah, you're pressing multiple at once to do that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it is really interesting. I, but now that I think about it, it's probably one of those professions that's fading out thanks to AI and yeah. voice recognition, True. et cetera. Maybe. Uh, uh, I was only joking when I said we're going to talk about that for five Oh, sorry. Osberg <laughs> <laughs> uh, continues in the liner notes to his compilation album, Permanent Record, Al in a Box from mm. 1994. Yankovic recalled that when he was six years old, quote, a door-to-door salesman came through our neighborhood trying to solicit business for a local music school. Kids were offered a choice between guitar lessons and accordion lessons. Since Frankie Yankovic, no relation, was America's poker king, my parents opted for accordion lessons, perhaps because they figured there should be at least one more accordion playing Yankovic in the world. (laughs) Had you heard of Frankie Yankovic? The polka. The poker king? Mm. I have, but only through Weird Al. Weird Al, right. Uh, well, great. Let me tell you about it. His claim him. to fame for me is being unrelated to Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that's, right. That's the most notable what? thing about him to me. I'm also unrelated to Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I am related to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Boring. Can't, can't yeah. <laughs> uh, I found an article about Frankie Yankovic uh, in the New York Times. It's actually his obituary, but I wasn't going to mention that. Oh. He was. That's an article. It's a type of article, yeah, I guess. He, he, I mean, he died in his 80s. Yeah. Was, you know. Late 90s? No, sorry, in the late 90s, but yeah. he was in his late 80s. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, in part, the article reads, he was a hardworking singer and accordionist who was crowned the poker king at a poker contest in Milwaukee <laughs> in 1948 and was known by that title through five uh, subsequent decades wow. of performing record. I love that. Just some and this is Milwaukee like, yeah. event. He's like, that's me. Try and take that off me. Yeah. I'm the poker king now. Yep. But, like, is it P-O-L-K-A? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I saying it funny? You're saying poker, but I would say polka. Polka. Oh, polka. Get the, get the L in there a little. Yeah. Right, polka. Um, polka, polka. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the thing I know most about polka. Because at is, first uh, I was like, Home he, Alone. he's a poker king, which has right. nothing to do with accordion. Or, yeah, yeah. That's so, more yeah, that's fire, what... getting fires gotcha. going. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, pop, yes, I, I think I thought they were 
homophones or whatever the word is. Well, they kind of are, but uh, but just you know, you can you can lean into the L. Polka. Uh, I think it's polka. Yeah, polka. I think contextually yeah, today we can probably actually. get away with either. But polka king. Yeah, and if hmm. I mean just might not know, but Weird Al is like a big polka guy. So probably mm-hmm. with that context, it might yes, help. it makes yeah, a bit of he's sense. not necessarily known. I mean, he is known kind of, but not really. He's less most known for parodies, but he also does a lot of polkas and hmm. accordion stuff. Uh, so the modern polka evolved from a bohemian dance dating from the 1830s. I love that. Imagine ha- having a dance craze, and a couple hundred years later, it's a music genre. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Uh, after the great wave of Polish immigration to the US in the early 20th century, different styles of the two-beat dance music emerged, mainly the East Coast, Chicago, and Cleveland Slovenian. Mr. Yankovic, Frankie, uh, became the premier figure in the Slovenian style. Mm. He sounds like he could have potentially an even more interesting episode about him. He served in World War II, uh, fighting in the Battle of the Bulge, uh, and afterwards... He and his band, the Yanks, recorded a song called Just Because for Columbia Records, which had previously been recorded by the Texas hillbilly Shelton Brothers. Just Because became a crossover hit, the first polka record to sell more than a million copies. So it was a huge hit song. Huge, yeah, wow. It's hard to think of a a polka song being a hit now, but uh, this was a different time. (laughs) Soon he went to Hollywood where he filmed... uh, Movie shorts. Frankie ma- went to Hollywood. Frankie went to Hollywood. This is this is the band was named after <laughs> the Polka King's journey to Hollywood. Mm. Is um, it though? I mean, it could be. Is it? Oh my god! Is it? I don't imagine. I, I mean, don't it could. send me on another tangent. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll too, too many tangents Alfred. already. We're half an hour in and we're barely talking about he, me. He, he actually worked with Doris Day in the recording studio as wow. well. Wow. Hmm. I, I just really like this quote. So this is the last thing about uh, Frankie says. I want to see how far the polka can really go. This is what he said in 1950. There's no reason why polkas shouldn't be just as popular as rumbas. <laughs> I stand by that today. I think that's a great call. I stand by that. <laughs> There's no reason. There's no reason There's it shouldn't no be as reason. popular as rumbas. Yeah. <laughs> but can there not be a space in the world for yeah. rumbas and yes. polkas? Yes, come on. <laughs> Everyone's going rumba mad right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, guys. Save a little Room in your heart for Still the- plenty of us who- uh, Rumbas are fine, but yeah. maybe want to Rumbas hear a Rumbas had it too good for too long. <laughs> yeah, it was about time someone said it. Yeah. Anyway, so he was a big deal. And it seems like without him just happening to have the same surname and being a polka guy, yeah. Weird Al might have learnt the guitar and things would have been very different. Yeah, interesting. Uh, another key player in Weird Al's come up was- a radio DJ named Dr. Demento. You familiar yep. with this guy, Evan? Yeah, yeah, a, a, a bit, yeah. So I watched the movie Weird. Have you seen that, Popper? I haven't, no. It's like, it's very loosely based on the truth, but it's also a kind of a spoof of um, music biopics. Which feels right for yeah. Weird Al. Yeah, exactly. You know, if it was a really sincere, if it was a Rocketman style um, or like Bohemian Rhapsody style about Weird Al, you'd be like, yeah. It would yeah. It'd still be a great story, but- it, it makes so much be, sense to be a, be, yeah. a parody. It should be silly. Mm. So there's this Dr. Demento character in it. This guy wears a top hat and tuxedo the whole yeah. time, played by Rain Wilson. And I'm like, I watched the whole movie thinking, what a funny character they've made up to be. <laughs> like, it, like, like this is his mentor. Yeah. And then I looked up and was like, oh, this is a, <laughs> that was a real guy. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Um, but anyway, so Dr. Demento was a, a radio DJ and- uh, A had- noble profession. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. 
I don't do it anymore. <laughs> but if anybody's hiring, I I might be open to it. Yeah. Just I, I can press buttons. Get in touch. Get in touch. You come to me. I'm not coming to you. If their good doctor is listening. If you're listening, doctor. Yeah. Uh, so he had a nationally syndicated show that featured novelty and comedy songs quite Same. prominently. Mm. <laughs> uh, he finished every episode with the funny five, the top five most voted for songs that week. Uh, according to Daniel Kugler, which is one of the best names I've come across, uh, writing for Britannica, Dr. Demento was born Barry Hansen. On the 2nd of April, 1941. It is less fun. Yeah. He's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh Minnesota. Minnesota. In 1970, Hanson's friend, Steven Seagal, a disc jockey at the- I assume a different one. I was going to (laughs) say. A disc jockey. (laughs) I don't know. He has had a lot of jobs, I guess. (laughs) I mean, his name's also spelled differently, but still. Okay. I thought it could have been a typo. Maybe it was the same guy. Maybe he just changed it at some point. He has. I mean, the other Steven Seagal has had a lot of careers. He's been an actor. He's been a- He was a chef on that- a Navy ship. Oh. I think that was just one of his acting roles. Yeah. Oh, he okay. was also a martial arts expert yeah. and a, a quite a successful musician. Really? Yeah. Don't you know his album? <laughs> oh God, didn't we play one of his songs once? Yeah. Well, that was on a on a bonus episode. Oh, right. But, man, it was- <laughs> Really good? Oh, man. It was- It was pretty offensive. Uh, uh, songs from the Crystal Cave uh, was- was the album's name. But what was that? I can't- That song, man, it was- <laughs> Offensive I mean, in what way? No, I mean- Like the lyrics or, th- or just like offensive to listen to? I think maybe oh, it was sort both. of- But can't, maybe it was like a Jamaican accent exactly. he was putting he was on doing, He was oh. doing an accent that felt weird. Interesting. And which brings us back to okay. the topic of today. Uh, so, yeah. Steven Seagal uh, in 1970 um, asked Hanson to- um, guest on his show, and he brought in early rock and roll discs, discs to spin, including quite rare ones, and he became popular really quickly on the show. Mm. Uh, listeners really liked him, so the station gave him his own slot, and his programming initially mostly featured blues and doo-wop music. It's <laughs> such a funny left-hand turn. Yeah. But he occasionally would play these novelty comedy songs, and the listeners loved it. Much like Evan, I guess they're going. Oh, yeah, the music could be yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one particular favorite was called "Transfusion" by Nervous Norvis, uh, which was a sound effects laden novelty tune about a daring but reckless driver, hmm. and it just blew. He he got so popular for playing a an obscure yeah, novelty right. song. Yeah. Um, in a 1980 interview with the Washington Post, he recalled that the radio station secretary said that he would have to be demented to play Transfusion. (laughs) Um, Everyone else at the station had a nickname, such as Outrageous Nevada and Obscene Stephen Clean. (laughs) So then and there, he became Dr. Demento. Uh, The show introduced the work of novelty music artists like Spike Jones, Alan Sherman and Stan Freeberg. Uh, and popularised songs such as Dead Puppies by Ogden Edsel and uh, Bill Frenzer and Fish Heads by Barnes and Barnes. And, of course, who can forget, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy. <laughs> the big three. Classics. So there, I mean, I, I just, the more I read that he'd played, the more I had to put in the list. There's also other classics like Hello Mudder, Hello Fudder by uh, Alan Sherman, which The Simpsons yeah, yeah. featured when I think. Did Bart put- Yeah, man. Yep. 
Hey, swap, switch their uh, the answering machine, answering tape, machine yeah, table. Yeah. Marge <laughs> is bored at Camp Granada. Or something like that. Something um, like that. Lisa is Lisa. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> we all remember the co- the cockroach that ate Cincinnati by Possum or yes. Pencil Neck Geek performed yes. by professional wrestler. That's what I call Fred Blassie. <laughs> Or Making Love in a Subaru by Damascus. The Curly Shuffle. That's just a Thursday night for me. <laughs> by Jump and Saddle Band. <laughs> and maybe one of the greats, Rubber Biscuit by The Chips. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so his trademark look, like I said, was top hat and tucks with yep. red accessories. Weird to have a trademark look as a, a radio DJ. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but I think back then, I guess they are to a certain extent now, the personalities as well. So yeah, in their town, they'd get right. around to events and whatnot. And he'd always closed out his show with his top five most requested songs, the Funny Five, and his trademark sign-off, don't forget to stay demented, <laughs> which is good. Good advice. Love it. I think that's that's up there with uh, my Who Knew with Matt Stewart sign-off. Yes. Of uh, Now That You Know It, I've Been Matt Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I think they're that's equally good. That's my favourite part of Who Knew It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a real relief. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's over. Thank God. I can go. <laughs> <laughs> And by the time he said show it, I've already kicked the door open. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm people gone. can hear on the recordings oh. the door shutting. That's how the episodes normally end. Oh, do you want me to wait? No, no. Oh, okay, I, cool. I like it. <laughs> you see the car starting in the background. <laughs> 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 Jess is gone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Yankovic is a kid and he's listening to this show and his world is being opened up. He's loving it. Yeah. Uh, according to Osberg, his favourite artists on the show, these are some of them I mentioned, Spock Jones, Alan Sherman, Shel Silverstein, and he was also influenced by the British sketch comedy series Monty Python's Flying Circus, previous topic of Do Go On, mm, yeah. as well as musician Elton John, previous topic of oh, Do Go On as well. Those are both mine, I think. Yeah. You're a big influence on Weird Al. I was just talking about things I liked. You and Weird Al, huh? Yeah. You both yep. like Evan. <laughs> I mean- <laughs> You both remember Evan the like, day after you meet him? Yep. <laughs> like is an understatement <laughs> of how I feel about Evan. I really like him. <laughs> yeah. Really like, I think, like, I think like he's him. all right. <laughs> <laughs> In 1973, Dr. Demento went to a high school to talk, and that high school had a student named- Alfred Yankovic. Whoa. That would be pretty cool. I wonder cool. where this is going. So That would have been like if Tripod came to my school, you know? Yeah. Did they? That would have been no. exciting. That would Tripod your Weird Al? Oh, big time. Yeah. I was on the forums on their website. Yeah. I, like I made friends with people on, on the Tripod forum. I emailed them a lot. Wow. And they mm. nearly always responded. They really? were lovely to me. Yeah. That's so nice. They're so, they're so nice. Yeah. And you, I, in starting stand-up, would kind of talk to people and be like, oh, you know, I, I love to tripod. And it's so nice the amount of people go, yeah, same. That's yeah, why yeah. I got into it. So many people. Yeah, me and so cool. the same. Yeah. The, their um, afternoon slot on yeah. the Triple J Drive, where the, the um, Bevan the Musical. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was And that they did was a song big. in the song song in an hour, hour challenges yep. and stuff. Yeah, that's what that was, actually. Yeah. That was with- um, Oh, with, oh yeah, that was with, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, on American Rosso's show, I think, initially, who were yeah. the other, my other- Early musical comedy, oh. even though they were only partially that, but I bought American Rosso's uh, Teenage Mullet Fury EP. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I'm still kind of starstruck whenever I get to see the tripod You guys had freaking Gatesy on Gamey Gamey Game and I lost yeah, my he mind. he watches the show. And I, was, I can't I'm just believe like, that. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, it's Ga- uh, still Alistair's, beside myself. 
Alistair's going away to uh, Canada thing. Yeah. Whenever it was, a few months ago. Um, Gatesy was, uh, I, I was just sitting there talking and, and Gatesy goes, oh, hey, man. And he was um, picking up glasses because his mate ran the place. Somebody was just helping out. Yeah. I'm like, is this the fucking nicest guy in the world? Yeah. It. One time my on a, my best friend was on a school excursion and she'd gotten into tripod because of me. Um, and she was on a school excursion in the city and saw Gatesy. And, like, ran over to him, took a picture of him and got him to sign a piece of paper for me. And she brought it back. She interrupted the class I was in um, to be like, sorry, I just need Jess for a minute. And the teacher's like, okay, yeah, sure. And I'm at like, what's wrong? And she showed me this picture on her on her camera and this piece of paper. And I, like, screamed and cried. And I was so upset that I hadn't seen it. But I had that piece of paper, like, stuck in my journal for years Amazing. afterwards. And then I've seen him at gigs. Like, he's seen me do stand-up a couple of I don't know if he knows who I am, but he's been at, like, he was at one of Dave's blind dating shows at the Comedy Festival one time. Oh, such a legend. And, yeah. and as as the crowd is leaving and I could see Gatesy had been in that audience, I was like, the reason I do comedy just saw me do comedy. <laughs> that is the weirdest that thing in the world. Wild. So and cool. so amazing just uh, recently seeing him at the Grammys. I know. Incredible. So nominated. Great. Just wild. It's insane. It's so cool. And yeah. when they were written into a Star Wars Book. They, they, they had their yeah, the three oh. characters named oh. after them in a, and That's I think very cool. it's since become like a Star Wars. You know, like they changed it so that the books weren't all lore anymore. Right. So they're like, oh, we're we're only a, oh, a legend canon. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, very cool. I remember when Yon, early comedy festival I went to. That was one of the first shows I saw at comedy mm. festival as well at the Hi Fi Bar. Uh, maybe later that week I was seeing another show and Yon was walking past and I was and I went, Oh hey and he sort of turned and then I like I lost my nerve and <laughs> <laughs> looked down at the ground and sort of turned like uh, to, hey. Yeah. Oh, oh oh fuck. Anyway. Back to Weird Al. Yeah. Sorry. Um <laughs> so yes, he spoke Dr. Demento spoke at Yankovic's Yankovic's uh high school and uh he Yankovic approached him giving him a cassette tape with some songs he'd written and recorded at cool. home. Uh, then three years later, I don't know if anything came of that, but, you know, he was he was kind or whatever, I suppose. Mm. Three years later, he sent him another tape, uh, this one including an original song he wrote about uh, family road trips called Belvedere Cruising, and Demento played it on his show. <gasps> so he's still a teenager at this point. And he's now getting played on the show that's being, I think at, at its peak, it had 200 stations around America would wow. play the show. So, yeah, it, was, it was a big national yeah. show. Yeah. Which is rare. Most like most radio stations are a, a smallish yeah. area. Yeah. Triple J, of course, you're a different. National. Or uh, some some commercial shows like uh, Rick D's Top 40. I don't know if that's, when I was a kid, that was like a Sunday night program on Austeria, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right. Rick D's and the Weekly Top 40. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> rings a bell slightly. Man, I'm drinking a coffee. All right. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a big moment. One of many. Huge. Like, you know, any career, it's so funny to read about a career. Yeah. And you go, all these little things. His coincidental surname, the fact yeah. that this guy came door to door to basically sell yeah. accordion lessons. Like, know, what are the yeah. odds of that? And they all just one thing after other. The fact that Dr. Demento, firstly, Weird Al stumbled upon him and then he came to his school. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, what do they call, they call it? It's luck and and preparedness coming together. That's, mm. that's a better way of saying it. But uh -huh. you need 
more than luck. He was ready and he yeah. had a tape and yeah, all that sort of yeah. stuff. But it was the right time. And he was working yeah. hard as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, according to his own website, Demento, uh, as in Weird Al's website, Demento found a certain charm in the accordion-powered ditties that Al recorded on a cheap cassette player in his own bedroom. So he he encouraged him and he, and he sort of quickly became a, a, like a mentor to him. Doctor um, Dementor. No. Doctor Dementor. Yeah. Don't you dare feel ashamed of that. That was perfection. <laughs> you say that with confidence. Doctor um, Dementor, more like. Yeah. That sounds like Harry Potter, though. Yes, it does. Like a de- yeah. Yeah. So maybe you should be ashamed of it, okay. actually. And there is, of course, the uh, actor yes. connection. Yes. Daniel he Radcliffe. plays him in Weird. Yes. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Coincidence. Now, now that makes you think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there are no coincidences. <laughs> yeah. That was placed here by the people who have written this program that we're all in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, that same year he graduated high school at 16. Did you know this, Evan? He graduated young because I think he started kinder a year early and he skipped a grade. Oh, wow. He, he's like he was a very, really very smart, smart guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the- I think uh, maybe Gregory Gritman said in his suggestion that he was a valedictorian. Yeah. Uh, which, wow. What does that mean? Top of your, Top of your class, class kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, highest grades of your class. Yeah, yeah it makes sense you wouldn't know what that means. <laughs> Never even heard the word before. <laughs> so I was going to say a lot of most comedians are quite smart. Not all, but uh, a in lot. Australia, I'm pretty sure we call it the ducks, but that's okay. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. We do. That's right. Um, <laughs> which it, you still weren't. No. <laughs> I think I was actually number two in accounting, weirdly enough. Really? I couldn't tell you anything about it now. Huh. Uh, I was I was number one in drama, can you tell? Yes. Because I love to stir it up. You're a really yeah. good actor yeah. as well. Yep. You should do more of it. I'm very yeah. good. Uh, if anyone is- <laughs> I'm not good at all. I think if anyone's casting films, like, you know, proper- you know Hollywood I'm, films. We're talking about budgeted films. Quirky best friend. <laughs> big. We're talking about big dollar productions yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Gotta have enough zeros, if you know what I mean. If you put like you know a bit of a funky hairstyle on me, I'm I'm a quirky person. But also, um, I'm pitching myself as your representation here, Jess. Yes. Uh, No auditions. You're either offering her the part, or you're you can. Yeah, Perkins does an audition. Po. That's right. That's right. Uh, And we're pretty firm on that here at Team Perkins. That's right. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, he's he's a he's a young genius. On and off the accordion. Mm. Um, so, he goes to study architecture as a 16-year-old. What a funny wow. thing. Wow. <laughs> He's going to be like a Doogie Hauser of architects. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm here to design houses, <laughs> I guess. Uh, while at uni, he started working as a disc jockey for the campus radio station, KCPR. <laughs> Love American um, radio yeah. stations. I love so campus close. radio. Feels like we're in Frasier. Whereas Dr. Demento's radio station was KPPC. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, they're different. I have to double check. Um, wait, is Dr. Demento just a student? No, he was on a <laughs> big professional one. And this is when he started using the nickname Weird Al as his on-air moniker. I like it. Uh, yeah, I think it's fun. I think, I guess, yeah. following Dr. Demento all that time, he must have thought, you got to have one. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, it seems like it's not... Like, there's a few slightly vague different origin stories, but it's just he liked weird music. He was a bit odd. Yeah. And he someone, was doing parody songs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so he got that. But he had the name from, yeah, pretty early on. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, in 1979, during uh, his uni days, he wrote My Bologna. 
<laughs> or my, bel- b- how do you say that? Bologna? Yeah, Bologna. Bologna, yeah. Yep. A parody oh, he's of- got to rhyme with Sharona, really. Yeah. What is work. it? Bologna? <laughs> but what, what is, is that, is that, uh, what do we call Bologna here? Yeah, it's, Bologna. Is that? Bologna. Um, it's that's like a lunch Stras- meat, right? Is or- it like Strasbourg or something? I don't well, know. Yeah, Devon, that Devon, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I think yeah. it's yeah. in that sort of world. That sort yeah. of lunch meat thing. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, I miss Devon. Yeah, man, me too. Devon and sauce, as just a ki- like a tomato sauce in a sandwich. I, I love. I was always about Strasbourg, which I think is a very similar thing. Maybe mm-hmm. that was just the country Victorian version of it. But <laughs> you'd do the shopping with your parents, and the deli people would give you give the kids a slice. Yeah, have a slice of, <laughs> have a slice of processed meat. <laughs> Thank you. It's the best. I oh love shopping with Great. mum. <laughs> yeah. Get my meat. Get, get a slice of meat. Oh, yum. That'll keep me going. Oh, that's just what I wanted, mum. <laughs> I'm going to be a very good boy the rest of this time. Oh, man. That's what I would say. Great times. Uh, now I go shopping by myself. <laughs> Nobody's giving me no one's free giving, meat. No one's offering meat yeah. at all. Yeah, that is disappointing. Yeah, what the heck? Come on. So, he actually recorded uh, my bologna in the toilets uh, across from his student radio station, KCPR, um, because he he really liked the acoustics in there. <laughs> so, if you were happen to be wandering past and going for a piss that day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Might want to give it a minute. <laughs> this guy's really trying to force one out. <laughs> like, jeez. Mate, you sound like you are backed up in there. That was a spot on accordion too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, my Bologna became a huge hit on the Dr. Demento show. Um, and I believe it topped for multiple weeks. The Funny Five. Wow. So, it's the honor. most voted for song for, for weeks wow. on end. Incredible. So, he's gone from this kid. He loves this show. It would be so- It's like you hanging out with Gatesy, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's like mm. surreal. Yeah. And and also, like, it's, it's so nice hearing the early stuff, too, because, like, artists like this or big musicians and stuff, after a while, being played on the radio is, like, it's nothing. But the first time- Mm. Or, you know, like, the first few times getting played on mm. radio is so cool and exciting. Yeah. And he's so young and it's, oh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, apparently, uh, this story's told differently, but the knack actually uh, got the got um, onto the, the song. The knack, the band. The band, the knack, wow. yeah. Who- uh, Did my big Shrana. hit was My Shrona, as and Molly Meldrum famously said, "The next Beatles." Wow! When My Shrona was a big hit, <laughs> okay, which of course became their one-hit wonder. The next yeah. Beatles. I mean, <laughs> I'm they- sure Molly uh, made some good judgment calls in his time, but that might not have been one of them. Uh, yeah. Do they do all day and all night? Is that the knack? That's as the well? Kinks. Oh, it's the Kinks. Maybe they're the next Beatles. Uh, I think they were contemporaries of the Beatles, but yeah. Oh, okay. Have we had the next Beatles? Be- like, I don't think so. The don't Beatles refused to leave. Yeah, Ma- that's they're still true. released they're in still music. Going. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hey, I, I watched a video of him telling the story where he went. He was at a knack show for some reason, and for some reason he talked his way backstage, much like a young Evan Monroe Smith. Yeah, yeah. Smooth talking, uh, <laughs> greasing the p- people, and he introduced him greasing to the, the, the front man of the knack, and. Wow. And he goes, oh, you're the My Bologna guy. Hey. And they're like, we love it. And apparently the front man 
of the Knack persuaded their label, Capitol Records, to release it as a single. No way. Oh, that's so nice that they're on board and not like you plagiarising kids. (laughs) They're like, oh, we love it. That's so nice. Yeah, because they they got onto that vibe earlier than others did where now a lot of people say, you know, you've made it. Like big, big, big bands say, we knew we made it when Weird Al- yeah, and Nirvana was parody. the- Yeah, they, yeah they, that was I'm going to talk about them that. a little bit, but yeah, that, yeah, Kurt Cobain said that and, and others have said That's that too. That's sick. And the Knack, they were onto that straight away, whereas others didn't really get it and they thought, you know, they're making fun of me or whatever, but um, everyone seems to regret. I'll talk about a few people later who said no and then were like, oh, I wish I said yes. Yeah, yeah wow. You know, Weird Al met uh, Paul McCartney, I think maybe in the 90s at a, at a thing and- um, introduced himself and Paul McCartney was like, hey, Weird Al. <laughs> That's <laughs> so great. Yeah. That is, imagine. I love His that. His wife was there or something. He's like, hey, it's Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> That's don't so great. Think, don't you think like hearing Paul McCartney say your name yeah. must be the weirdest thing? Like, um, <laughs> so like a, a famous Australian music broadcaster, Zan, Zan Rowe, mm. uh, interviewed Paul McCartney for Take Five. And I've said this to Zan, but every time he said Zan, I'd go like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney just said Zan's name. Yeah. <laughs> I just go to work one day and Zan's at her desk and I'm like, Paul McCartney <laughs> said your name like five times. It's, it's just surreal. So cool, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's really interesting, Zan, because then I'd be like, no, I said your name, Zan. <laughs> Yeah, Zan plucked up the bass guitar. Yeah, I said, I the plunker, plunker, plunker. I said, oh, yeah, you know what, Zan? I thought it could have been a little hit song that we've written there. I was like, there. he's saying Zan's name. <laughs> it wasn't enough that she's interviewing one of the biggest yeah, musicians yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that he said her name. So can you imagine Paul McCartney being like, ha, Weird Al? Yeah. You'd be like, well, I'm dead. I'm gone. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> got to com by the time... Al graduated from college. He not only had a modest cult following from the Good Doctors radio show, but he also had a couple of nationally released singles. So he had My Bologna and also Another One Rides the Bus. Classic, (laughs) classic track. Yes. (laughs) They're not all food related. No, he did have a reputation there for being for doing food songs, yep. but uh, which is deserved. He has done a lot of his big whole album, the food album, which was a, a compilation of his food related songs. Mm. Um. But, uh, but he's not all food. He's not, not all, all food. food. Sometimes it's about a bus. <laughs> After graduating, he decided architecture was not for him. Good to have spent a lot of time in it then. Yeah, and yeah. I imagine a lot of money yes. over, over there. Oh, so yeah. um, he- And here, it's, it's it is. just you yeah. just have to pay Delayed. it off forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think great. they actually do that there too. But. It's great how much they encourage 17-year-olds to uh, take on huge amounts of debt and yeah. normalise it and go, there you go. Pay that off until you're, well, the average is, what, 37? Something Pay like that, that off. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah I think I'll young. be a bit older uh, <laughs> by the time I pay mine off, but uh, something like that. Yeah, it's but wild. He, I think he was thinking, this is great fun. I love making music, but I can't have a career in this, so I need a job. Mm. And that's why he was going with architecture. But while he was there, he had these songs that kind of blew up. And he's yeah, like, it's- you know what, maybe I, maybe I could make a living out of this. And uh, so, yeah, he- he didn't pursue architecture, and instead, he went to the bright lights of La La Land. That's right, LA, <gasps> yeah, about twenty k's away. 20K's away. Yeah. <laughs> Not say. far from home. <laughs> Another one rides the bus, twenty uh, k's yep. to his uh, where dreams are made. Yep. I reckon uh, my parents live twenty k's from me. 
Yeah, it's not. It's really it's not far. I mm. think it, Australia. I'm looking for some it reason the capital cities. We'll just call Melbourne like this big sprawling greater Melbourne is known as Melbourne. Yeah, but parents- I think in America, you know, like they'll talk about inner suburbs. You'll say you. There's famous places like you know um, Chandler, Arizona, or there's a few places in Arizona that I've heard the names of a bunch of times, mm. and recently realised that they're all just suburb inner suburbs of Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> right. <laughs> There you go. Or like, um, it's like Pantera like name checks heard of Essendon or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, yeah. There's why. Why don't our singers write more songs about Essendon and stuff like that? Yeah. I think Paul Kelly's good at that. He'll he'll write. He'll name drop St Kilda. Yeah. Dan yeah. Solon's got a good song about Old Fitzroy. Uh huh. Oh, that's a good song. Is, yeah, I love that song. Um. Anyway, so he he moves all the way to the bright lights of <laughs> LA, and um, there he worked in a mailroom at a radio network. So he just he's like, I'm just gonna get as close to the industry as I can. That's the way you do it. Nudge nails for the same. Trent Reznor started off working at a radio station. Oh, yeah. sorry, no, a, re- a recording studio. But doing, you know, doing bits and pieces. RJD two. Uh, I don't know about RJD two. <laughs> I can look into that. Uh, and yeah, uh, so he's working there during the day, but also at night he's performing in clubs and op- working as an opening act for other other bands. Uh-huh. In 1983, he released his self-titled debut album, and the following year, he released the single Eat It. It was a parody of Michael Jackson's Beat It, and uh, this was another big step forward. It was a huge hit Mm. and ended up winning the Grammy for Best Comedy Recording. What? It also went to number one in Australia. (laughs) It was a bigger hit in Australia than America and elsewhere. I didn't even know that. What year is this, sorry? 1983. 83? And yeah, shit. So it's early on. He's like he's blowing up. Mm. That's cool. Internationally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he probably never even heard of Australia back in the eighties. They didn't know we existed down here. Oh yeah, because they didn't have the internet. Didn't have how the internet. How would you know Australia exists? Well, yeah. well, I think now they have the internet. Is why now that people are starting to doubt that it exists. I think the <laughs> yeah. internet has made people know less stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but we are all paid actors, of course. Um, <laughs> if you want to pay Jess more for being in other things, yeah. uh, get yeah. on to me. Go for it, yeah. please. I'm uh, starting to have a lot of existential dread. So, so he is—he's big here, obviously. I didn't realize it was so big. What what kind of venues is he playing in Melbourne? Uh, so like Hamer Hall or the Palais, right? The two places that I've seen him. Pretty big, be the pretty biggest, big venues. Or, you know, other than stadiums, like yeah. they'd be the bigger of the. Theaters, yeah, I guess. Just yes. the biggest before hitting arenas. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah What's well, the Palais? It, thousands. Yeah, Palais about there. three thousand. Yeah, that's um, where big comedy acts might play. Same at Hamer Hall is probably similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wouldn't be many like comedy nice acts that would play more well. than that. Um, yeah, I've seen Billy Connolly at Hamer Hall. Yeah, yeah. I saw the Finn brothers. Ronnie at Hamer Chang Hall. played oh. Margaret Court, uh, but uh, yeah, you know. true. <laughs> I don't know if I love. I don't think I would enjoy comedy in an arena. It's a different vibe. Yeah. I think it's similar. Even music I prefer. Yeah. I saw Flight of the Concords at, at one of the one of the um, stadiums. Really? And it, yeah. A, a while ago. Um, but, yeah, it just wasn't. It's not as good. Uh, no. And seeing. It was great seeing Weird Al last year at the Palais. It's just like it's just such a nice vibe, nice mm. venue. Um, he has a bigger show as well. He does costume changes and all that sort of stuff. Flight yeah. Flight of the Concords is sort of sitting on stools and. Yeah. Guitars, right? Yep. Um, he often will do like their humor is in their faces and stuff. Yeah, whereas- if you can't see it. Yeah. Anyway, but- weird to see him at a, a stadium, but yeah. But hey, I mean, hey, we you, wish him all the best. Yeah. I mean, if you can sell it, exactly. Yeah, yeah if you go can for sell, it. you know, it, 
Yeah. You'd have to be I in town doing shows every night for two weeks to get all those people in. So, why not do one yeah. big night in a stadium? Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not usually my my preference. There's not many comedians I'd be like, yes, I will go to a stadium to see you. Yeah. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. i got to get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. So eat it is huge. Yeah. And yep. a big part of this, according to Osberg, uh, Osberg, is its music video. It was a humorous shot-for-shot remake of the Jackson video, uh, which recreated the original dancer's choreography setting and wardrobe, um, complete with Jackson's iconic red leather jacket, glittery socks, and black penny loafers. Um, the song appeared on Yankovic's second album, Weird Al Yankovic, in 3D, which came out in 1984, went platinum, selling more than a million copies. So he, he's hit the big time. It, wow. it does, Osberg doesn't mention it, but I saw in, a, in an interview uh, with Weird Alfred mm-hmm. that um, he, I think he even got the same, I think uh, Jackson was very supportive of the idea uh-huh. and they got the same set. They recorded on the same yeah, it's set. the same place. It was, yeah. it was just before they were about to take it all down. Yeah, right. And they're like, oh, if we can use that, would be great. And even um, – and I've thought this in the past, but I didn't know for sure. But the – so the the it's all about um, two dancing gangs sort of mm-hmm. having a dance-off, mm. which is such my favourite kind of <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. street violence. I love to. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Me low, too, actually. The low you know, you clicking sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but the the – the head of the other gang that Michael Jackson fought against in the original, he was also the choreographer. Oh. And he appears opposite Weird Al in oh. Weird Al's version as well. He got the exact same guy. That rules. Yeah, I it's like real that. fun. Um, so, yeah, he's killing it. And his run of success continues with 1985's Dare to be Stupid, which also went platinum with parodies such as Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. Uh, parody, that's true. Parody. That's, right. <laughs> Girls Just that's, the thing. that's what's so good about Comedy, yeah, is the best comedy lies in the truth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. girls to do society. just want to have lunch. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's what it all comes down to. It's all I'm ever thinking about is lunch. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's probably a cut scene from from the weird movie, but it's him going, guys, just want to have dinner? <laughs> no, it's no. not quite right. He's screwing up paper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, think out, think. <laughs> uh, it also has like a surgeon uh, uh-huh. parroting like a virgin. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so Al, he says that- um, he does not want people to suggest him ideas. He actually has people go through his fan mail and they'll take out any letters that suggest parody songs so he never reads them because he doesn't want anyone to think that um, he's stealing their ideas or whatever. So he mm. never reads those ideas. Um, but this is the only occasion where he's ever used someone else's suggestion and it was suggested by Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's probably fine. Yeah. Because apparently, yeah, at the time- uh, when he was told, like, I think maybe a mutual friend heard her say it. She was saying it and they passed it on to him and he's like, yeah, that's perfect. That's, <laughs> that's actually really good. That's actually yeah. very good, yeah. Because <laughs> there's not that many things that rhyme with virgin, so surgeon's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sturgeon. sturgeon. Fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all I could really- uh, Like a sturgeon. He, I reckon oh. um, another scene from the movie. <laughs> something about merging. Uh, yeah. Like a merging. Uh, not as good. Not as good. Yeah, surgeon so was right. That's why he's that's why a he's living legend. That's that's right. Surgeon was the right way to go. Uh, so he is most famous for his parodies, but this is something that Evan taught me a few years ago. Uh, he also his albums all feature original tunes as well. Is that right? That's right. Well, Apparently yeah, about or, half yes. of the songs on his albums were originals. Yeah. Um, and it, so he writes the music and the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are kind of what he calls style parodies or pastiches. So yeah, that'll be, that's right. Like there's a Devo one that is, it's not a Devo song, but it's- You listen to it and you're like, that's a Devo. Like, yeah, yeah. to be stupid, I think, is is one of those. It yes. is a Devo. Is like, you listen to it and you're like, that's he's clearly Probably going for Bob, Devo there. Mm. Bob is as well and uh, yep. Genius in France. Uh, yeah, I don't know who Genius in France is referring to. Great song, um, but I'm not sure. Uh, so, they're still sort of- Funny songs, Ye- yes, yeah, 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 yeah. All his all his tracks are comedy tracks. Yeah, just trying to think if there's any that aren't. But uh, yeah, yeah, and um, and so and a lot of them are yeah these these style parodies. So they're like a you know there's one that's a uh, uh, he does a nine inch nails uh, style parody. That's great. a Frank Zappa style oh, parody. Ah, interesting. Okay. okay. Who he, but he I, has so said is that they're normally from what I understood from one of his interviews was they're normally acts that he just really likes and admires. Yeah. And Frank Zappa was like an, an influence on him. He loves Devo, so I think that that's why he yeah right. style parodies them. Where he's off, uh, I think he he's more concerned with the parody, direct parodies. They have to be big zeitgeisty hit songs for him to yeah. make work. Usually, is that yeah. right? Yeah, he's usually usually parodying hits, not always like mega hits, but like you know, I mean, it's it's just a smart thing to do, right? Like leverage off what's popular already. Um, I, but it was interesting as a kid listening to it, I kind of d- wouldn't really know a lot of the ones that he was parodying anyway because right. they're like references to songs from that I, yeah, that, that maybe were older or whatever. I think weirdly I knew uh, Nine Inch Nails at the time that um, I must have, I think, known um, Nine Inch Nails at the time that I heard that um, his Nine Inch Nails mm. style was parody. Closer or something. Oh, no. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's kind of a mix between Terrible Lie and Closer. Yeah. So it's like, um, that which is what would have been Nine Inch Nails' big hits at the time. So it's you know he sort of grabbed a couple of those. Like the melody's kind of like this, the sound of its structure of it's kind of like this or whatever, and he's sort of mushing it. So it's recognisable, but it's an original composition. Right. You have to be a real music nerd to be able to 
like copy and and make parodies or whatever of like yeah. styles of music yeah. and that's recognizable but it's not a yeah, direct cover like you have to be a very good musician to do that yeah and to have these recognizable tracks um he's he is very very good he's mm. a really really good talented musician he knows like and as a as a record producer as well like he's he he's just he's very good at all that stuff mm. he's also a great he's he's a talented performer he's a, he's uh he's great at like he he's got a great voice and great range. Yeah, um, so he can kind mimic. of like mimic different yeah. different um, yeah. artists, which obviously helps a lot when you're trying to parody them. And also, oh sorry, and he also ha- and his band is also. I was going to say yes, his band sound like they are particularly strong musicians. Yeah, and they, and he's had the same main three guys. Yeah, pretty much from the start. Yeah, from the yeah from the yeah yeah he's do never you, had anyone. Should that I look rules. them up? Or do you know their names? And- oh geez, uh, John Bermuda Schwartz is his drummer. Um, the the brief thing I heard about him was that he uh, another one rides the bus. He needed someone to sort of make a beat on yeah. his accordion case. Yeah, yeah. And that guy was like, "Oh, I'm a drummer, actually." And he yeah. did, it and he's been his drummer ever since. Wow. Yeah. And then the other two came from. I think they did. His his manager was like, "You need a band," and so they did a call out for all the auditions, and they got the other two. Which I think is, I think Steve J. I think is his guitarist, and uh, Ruben. Um, Oh, what's his last name? Yes, his keyboardist. And I've forgotten. Uh, I should have. I should have taken note of it. You should have taken. Really, you yeah, Matt, this is, yeah. This is like you actually, but Weird Al. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he is lead vocals. <laughs> lead vocals and accordion. Yes, that's it. Uh, Rick Derringer was briefly Rick his producer. All oh, right. I don't know. For actually, for his albums from uh, the early 80s to the early 90s. Okay. Uh, Jim Kimo West yes, was Jim the guitar yes. slash mandolin and backing vocals. Then you had Steve J, who's bass, bass, banjo, and backing. And Ruben Valtiera, yep. who is pianos, keyboards, occasional live percussion, backing vocals, and John Bermuda Schwartz, drums, percussion, backing vocals. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, it's funny. You like they're interviewed, you know, a bunch over their careers as well, and they talk about how they different challenges. Some songs are like really easy, and that was yeah. I forget what the song was, but um, they were all being interviewed. It was like a, an, you know, a written history of a certain song. Maybe it was the Nirvana. Smells like Nirvana. I can't remember. But um, the drummer and the bass player are like, yeah, this was a really easy one to do, and the guitarist was like. I had like seventeen different instruments to lay down. <laughs> How is that fair? They get to do one yeah, part, right. and I've got to do. I'm doing mandolin on top of multiple different kinds of guitars, and yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, that that is a, a another big part of his success. Yeah. Is he's just got a super talented band. But yeah. it's, I mean, so it says like- something about them as a group that. No lineup changes over quite a long career. Yeah, yeah, they're obviously, yeah, obviously all all mates and obviously all work well together. And it's it's. Well, I mean, it, you know, it'd be the best job, right? Like if you, I, you know, why would you do anything else? You can tour and you can record funny music, and it's and you basically so- can still be kind of anonymous outside of this. Yeah, yeah. 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 can't be, but the band <laughs> could be just be. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't You're know them walking, down the, walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, be ideal. Um, yeah, so good. And being able to do so many different things. Like every every track is going to be, you know, a different style or something. And sometimes you're trying to copy something exactly. Sometimes you're just trying to, you know, pastiche sort of other styles and stuff. And that's like, I don't know, it just seems like it would be a really fun thing to to be a part of. Mm. I should say, um, if anyone wants to stop me in the street, that would feel fine. 
I just okay. mean, if I was at Weird Al's level. Yeah, it would be nice. I don't, you don't have to be stopped. Not all the, yeah. Well, Every know, two or three steps. Walking down the milk bar and you, it takes swarmed. you like three days. Yeah. There and back. <laughs> yeah. You know, now I'd love to be slowed down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Honestly, I'm making too good a time. <laughs> so, he's, he's on a hot streak. But that all comes to an end with 1986's <gasps> Poker Party. Uh, this one kind of bombed a bit. Didn't have any huge recognisable hits. I think one of the singles was... Um, Addicted to Spuds. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Parody of Addicted good. to Love. That's right. It's a great song. Yeah, it sounds Was, great. Is that album any good? I'm guessing it's probably uh, just as good as the others, but for whatever reason. It's not reason. one that I owned, so right. I'm not sure. I'd well, that sounds like that was it. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, because I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I'm a big long-time fan. But there's still, like, I was doing some reading recently, and I'm like, there's still lots of gaps in what I- know of his like I didn't have all of his albums mm. which is kind of weird for someone who's a big fan I mean he's had a lot of albums um but also like this is like as I was growing up he's still of like even though Eda was a hit right he's still an alternative artist you're still yeah. like, hearing him on the radio really yeah um and you know I only discovered him because I think Triple J did a um like a uh piece like a special about oh, yep. kind of a bit of a, I think it must have been with the release of Running With Scissors, which was 1999. So, it would have been around that time that I first discovered him. Um, and so, I think they took that opportunity to sort of like go over his career and do this sort of special thing. and On a J-Files or something it would have, maybe? Yeah, I think it was J-Files yeah. probably. Um, and, you know, played a bunch of his songs and I'm just like, that's when my mind was blown. I remember in the car driving to Science Works. Uh, <laughs> it was just like, must have been the best day of my what life thinking back Fuck it <laughs> But- um, but like, but you're gonna go race Kathy Freeman, <laughs> and yeah, you- for people out who aren't from Melbourne, it's it's it's, it's a science it's a museum, kids museum, but interactive science museum. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it the, my favourite place to go for school holidays, or whatever. But um, but other than that, you don't hear it, and you go, you know, you go to yeah. the shops. There might be one or two CDs if you're lucky that that are there. Um, and certainly not like a back catalogue of all this stuff. Yeah. And we didn't have the internet really. Like the kind, I mean, there kind of was, but we had dial up at home kind of thing. Um, yeah, it didn't but, have but music streamers. Like, yeah, you couldn't be streaming music. Uh, I'd be looking up stuff on like LimeWire or whatever. Um, but I don't know if you if you mentioned this, but there was a, a big period where a lot of people were doing like parody songs that were like, and they it. were calling it, they were yeah. misattributing it to Weird Al. Uh, and so the, when you would, you know, at, at my age then, like, when I was first getting into all this, it was you, you kind of didn't really know. You're like, yeah, that's this sounds like it's probably weird out. It could be someone kind of doing a doing weird out kind of mm. thing. Or it's funny whatever, he, and- that's addressed on his um, facts page on his website. Oh yeah, which is like I'm sure it's you know flattering for him, I guess. But um, but it meant that like a trying to like growing up that you know there's still like you didn't have access to all this. Yeah, stuff. of course. I, yeah. I, I desperately wanted the um, the uh, Al in a box. Um, permanent record, um, which was a big collection of that you mentioned earlier, a compilation of all this stuff. Um, but you know, you could only get it for like hundreds of dollars online. And as a kid, I'm just like, well, I'm never going to have this. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, there's there are still gaps in my um, my weird out, and I've you know, it's stuff that I've rediscovered later. I'm like, oh, there's a whole album that I just didn't, you know, I heard maybe one or two tracks, but hadn't hadn't heard some of those deep cuts, which is kind of a nice little treat. That's such a good point, though, with like buying mu- physically. Uh- buying music mm. it yeah it's the same in like paul kelly's one of my favorite artists and only a few years ago 
I just I started at the very beginning of his first album and listened through all of them, but mm. I could only do that on like Apple Music or Spotify yeah. because the same thing. You'd go to the shops and they'd have a couple of his albums or a, a greatest hits, but they wouldn't have yeah. the entire back catalogue. Yeah. So back then it makes sense to have gaps in your knowledge. Now mm. you have no excuse. And also a lot of that stuff you, you <laughs> cannot, like you could not get like, yeah. because it was out of print, yeah. especially like some of the more obscure ones. It's just like- they're just not, you know, like Weird Al's more obscure album. They're just not making them. Like, yeah. and they're not distributed here. It's yeah. just like you just, you can't get them unless it's like paying like top dollar of someone selling it, like a collector selling it on eBay or something yeah. like that. And yeah. then, you know, it's too expensive. That's and something that he wrote a song about. Yeah. Uh, eBay. eBay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, parody of- I just bought eBay. it on eBay. <laughs> something like that. Something yeah. like that. Use that as a question on who knew it. That's what I know. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, and the guest uh, knew the song. You never know who's going to be an owlhead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tell oh. me why. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. I bought another tooth flake. Something no, like that. Tooth yeah. flake. It's harder than it looks. It <laughs> is harder than it looks. Tooth flake. <laughs> tooth flake. I had to go. <laughs> I'm. Is it? Has anyone tried? Because you know, Al, a, capital A, small L, looks like AI. Yes. Yeah. Has anyone yeah. tried doing a weird AI Yankovic album? Uh, oh. I, I don't think so. Um. But it would be, it'd be funny for a bit, and then you'd be like, "All right, we get it. Yeah. It's not quite right. <laughs> I doubt it." Uh, but I think MTV is one of the things that he, his career would probably never have happened like it did if it wasn't for it. Yeah, I think he like he's really smart to do videos got, and do like yes. videos that are, like referencing, you know, like like tying into popular culture. And, um, yeah, getting videos on MTV was, would have been a huge thing. Mm. Yeah. And, that yeah, they all look like, you know, a lot of money put into them to make them look yeah. um, like the originals. But, yeah, so there's this question on his website on Facts says, I found some songs on the internet that are supposedly by Al, but I've never heard them on any of his albums. What the hey? <laughs> Unfortunately, there are a lot of song parodies floating around the internet being attributed to Al, which were, in fact, done by somebody else. Uh, if you want to verify whether or not a song is actually by Al, check the catalogue page. So, that obviously comes up a bit. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Hang on. One of my favourite <laughs> Weird Al songs is yeah. uh, Who Let the Pogs Out. Right, yeah. Actually, I mean, a lot good. of them are like- that down. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> actually, Send it to really him. I'm good. sure he'll- uh, <laughs> If I could somehow get in a time machine, take yeah. that back to me when Pogs were big. Yeah. You'd be here. You wouldn't be here right now. No. You'd be on your yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, but a live. lot of his songs are like, like a lot of the songs that were misattributed to him were like a really filthy or whatever. Right. And so, and he, which is another way to tell because he doesn't really, he's, he's pretty family friendly right. uh, in what he writes. Um, so, yeah, Poker Party didn't do so well. It still made the top 200, but it, it didn't go gold or platinum or anything. The last, his first three went gold, platinum, platinum, and then this one fell yeah, off. Right. That's wild. From. The album before, which was a real big hit, Dare to be Stupid, made the top 50. Weird mm. Al Yankovic in 3D made it to number 17. Then Poker mm. Party, 177. Um, so, a bit of a flat spot. Um, but then he followed it up with a <laughs> with an album called Even Worse, yes. which I think is real funny. I don't know if he, like, <laughs> to me it's fun, like, a, you know, a self-deprecating, like, that album didn't do so well. Well, this one's even worse, but yeah, right. it's also play on Michael Jackson's bad. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. the cover of the album, I don't know if he was using it as a, like a, a double meaning there, but it, yes. it's fun well, anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a double meaning to bad, but yes. is it also playing on the fact the last yes, album bombed? I'm not sure, yeah, maybe. But anyway, um, that album 
featured uh, fat, and he said this this one came from. He said normally he's got to work real hard on them, but this one, the first time he he heard bad, uh, uh, even before the song ended, he knew yes. he had to write fat. <laughs> he said, "I got a whole picture in my mind. The film clip will be me as the Michael Jackson only." Fat. It's yeah. like it just, it all came together. <laughs> um, Genius strikes in strange ways yeah. sometimes. And it went on to uh, win a Grammy for best concept music video. Wow. Uh, and it was it was a, another massive hit. I think they were, for a long time, they would have been the two songs of his I knew, Eat yeah. It and Bad. I feel like it almost probably, I would have been like, yeah, you know, the Michael Jackson parody guy. Yeah, yeah. But that was the only for a lot two. of people, it was the Beat It guy. The yep. Eat It guy, sorry. Um, and obviously he's, he's like, it's perfect as a sequel to eat it. Yeah. This guy ate it and now he's fat. And that's like, that's the kind of genius of Weird Al yeah. that people don't talk about. Yeah. That's the valedictorian coming exactly. out of it. Yeah. You got a beginning, a middle and an end <laughs> yeah. or something. You got a beginning and an end. Maybe, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. He's got a beginning and an end. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he later said that Jackson's blessing was a big deal. Thinking if a megastar like Jackson says yes, then it'll make it more likely that others would also say yes. Mm. Yeah. And while Fat and Eat It were two of his massive hits, um, Jackson finally stopped giving him permission with his next request when he wanted to uh, parody his song Black or White mm. and turn it into Snack All Night, um, which obviously would have completed the trilogy. Yes. yes. But- uh, Mm, okay. <laughs> so, Jackson said, oh, no, not so sure about that. He doesn't technically need to get permission from the artists because they're parodies. Mm. Legally, he'd be fine to do them anyway, but he still likes to do it, as his website writes. While the law supports his ability to parody without permission, he feels it's important to maintain the relationships that he's built with artists and writers over the years. Plus, he wants to make sure that he gets his songwriter credit as writer of new lyrics, as well as his rightful share of the royalties. Mm. Which uh, you always hear about that other bit that he just wants to maintain the relationship. So it's I like that his own website's like it, but it's also kind of about the cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in hindsight, Yankovic has said that he's glad Snackle Night was rejected. Um, he just come off the making of his film UHF. Have you seen this, Bob? I haven't seen it. No, you seen it? It was a cult classic. Uh, UHF. Yes, it was a cult classic, but I think. They were hoping it was going to be a mainstream yeah, right. hit. It's got uh, Michael Richards. That's right. Yeah. And Fran Drescher. Yeah, yeah. Two future sitcom superstars. Yeah, this would have been before both. I think 89 uh, was the year Seinfeld started, maybe. Right. It was around that time. Um, but, yeah, pre-The Nanny. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, in an interview with Spin Magazine, uh, Yankovic said of this, this time, had a really nice run through the 80s and things kind of stopped for a while after UHF. It was sort of a dark period. The movie tested extremely well. It was Orion Pictures' highest testing movie, so they thought it was going to be a big hit. They were internally pumping me up as their new Woody Allen. <laughs> this was going to be the start of a franchise, and you can't help but get sucked into that frame of mind. I was thinking, okay, great, I'm going to be a movie star. Yeah. Uh, and then after the first weekend, I was basically a ghost. No one at Orion wanted to establish eye contact. Ugh. Isn't that... That just feels like such a classic Hollywood yeah. story. Yeah. You're going to be a star kid. <laughs> oh, there's a little blip there. Yeah. We don't want to know ya. <laughs> uh, that was the beginning of three years where it was kind of hard for me to recover. 
I had failed at the box office. The soundtrack to the movie didn't go anywhere. In fact, at one point, I was sort of desperate and I thought, maybe I should do another Michael Jackson parody. That Hmm. worked the first two times. Thankfully, that didn't come to pass because that was an obvious cry for help. That's what he talks about, (laughs) snack all night. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm so glad that he- didn't yeah, give me right. permission because I would have done it. Yeah, it might have been a hit and then- Yeah, he, he gets he, really he, he stuck. He leans into that. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, uh, yeah or you're mm. missing one more and then it would be like- But instead, as I'll talk about soon, he, the next big singly release was the Nirvana one instead. Uh, yeah, which yeah. changed, you know, gave him new fans and all, mm. all sorts of stuff. Just quickly, because I haven't seen it, um, the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis reads- do you, do you like it as a film? UHF? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh, it says, after losing yet another job, George, played by Weird Al, wonders if there is any career that can handle his outrageous personality. When George's uncle hands him the deed to a local TV station, George creates a series of television shows based on social satire and hyperactive humour with the help of his best friend, Bob. However, a rival station's bitter CEO tries to destroy George's wacky programming, forcing him to fight back. Wow. <laughs> the new Woody Allen. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, we talk about Demento. Uh, mm-hmm. He appeared in a bunch of Yankovic's uh, uh, music videos, like Ricky, which is a parody of Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Yeah. Uh, I Love Rocky Road, parody of... I love oh. rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And I lost on Jeopardy, which is a parody of a song called Jeopardy, I think. Uh, but My it, Heart's in Jeopardy or something like that? Oh, maybe. maybe. Or, or maybe that's just the lyric. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and Great songs. Demento also apparently has a cameo in UHF. Do you remember that? Uh, not specifically, but there's a lot going on in that yeah. film. <laughs> so it's like sketchy. There's a lot going on. So I'd, um, I'm not sure. It's it's um, on Rotten Tomatoes at... It's got a 61% rating with critics and 77 with audience. So, it's it's like, you know, solid. Yeah. It's a cult. It's for fans. It's yeah. a cult, you know, it's a cult film. It's I read a- some of the reviews I read. It sort of were like some of it has, has dated a bit. But generally, yeah, if you I like sort of pretty silly comedy, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, the director, Jay Levy, who I also met, he's his manager at... Um, at- Plays Gandhi, which I think probably wouldn't hold up these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, but um, that I mean, this says <laughs> uh, something about me. I, I in my head when you said Gandhi, I pictured Gandalf. <laughs> I'm like, why wouldn't that hold up? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> why? I think it's. I think yeah, you yeah. can. What you can't play wizards anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh. Um. But that's the current. I think I'm too far into the Weird Al mindset. <laughs> yeah. Gandhi. <gasps> Gandalf. Gandalf. Good. So, we're going to do a movie parody of Gandhi. <laughs> it's uh, Gandalf on a hunger strike, okay? Right. Uh, if you want to uh, stop suffering, Gandalf, just cast a fucking spell, mate. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Classic Gandalf. Alfred was in a slump. And that's why mm. I wanted to go back to what worked, Michael Jackson parodies. Um, but he obviously doesn't hold the rejection against uh, hold the rejection against Jackson. He's happy he did it. He later said, yeah. at the time, he was saying that black or white was this big social political statement, and he wasn't comfortable with the parody. Yeah, I get it. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to think that he was actually doing me a favour, saving me from myself. He was the adult in the room going, "Oh, come on, really? Are we going to do this again?" <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if you know this about Michael Jackson. He did some bad stuff, so I don't know if he should really be up on his high horse. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he's also dead, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't even have to say allegedly anymore. He definitely did it. Um, Can you defame dead people? No. Nah. Great. Can't you? No. Nah. Oh. Okay. That's why I think Hitler was a <laughs> Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think Hitler's estate's going to come after Matthew. you. Uh, I... <laughs> I know we just said you can't defame dead people, <laughs> but that feels like going too far. Yeah, you're not going to get away with that. There was no, I don't know what, like, in my head I was going to do. Louise. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. What I needed to do was call someone good a Yeah. Anyway. yeah. Sorry, AJ. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Oh. That's why I'm going to say Betty White was a Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel that good about it. No, no, that felt better. Yeah. That felt mm. better. AJ, bleep or cut. Or bleep both. or cut. <laughs> bleep bleep again. Cut. <laughs> bleep or cut. <laughs> Today's contestant, as it is every week, is AJ. AJ, what are we going to do? <laughs> AJ, There's what no are you going to do win. to save uh, me? I imagine AJ is going to let out a big sigh. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to call you. And then go, oh, fuck, yes. Yeah. I'll cut it out. Sorry, AJ. I'm not You can see, AJ, can you see the kind of joke I was going for? (laughs) Anyway. So, yeah. So, he gets rejected by Jackson. And as it turned out, it was all for the best. Because instead, Al turned his attention to the next big thing in music, Nirvana. Uh, When he first heard Nirvana, he said, oh, this is really great. I wish it were popular enough for me to do a parody. But that's never going to happen. And, of course, very quickly, he found (laughs) out that they were actually super popular. They oh. were a phenomenon, mm. worldwide explosion. They changed music forever. They signified the end of hair metal and the beginning of grunge, even though wow. grunge had already sort of begun, <laughs> okay. but it was grunge coming into the mainstream. Yes. yes. Um, the next step was getting permission. According to Al, for whatever reason, my manager tried and tried and said he couldn't get through to Nirvana. He contacted them again and again, and they never got back to him. So, he said- if you want to do this parody, it's on you. You've got to talk to the band. That's his manager saying directly to Al. Friend of mine, still in Al's voice, a friend mm-hmm. of mine was in the cast of Saturday Night Live. Uh, his UHF co-star, Victoria Jackson. I told her, if you ever get Kurt Cobain, the vinyl's front man, alone in a room, put him on the phone because I'd love to talk to him. And she did. Oh. Directly. So, he's in the green room or whatever at Saturday Night Live and casting, do you mind talking to my friend Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> and he's like, Sure. Um, Al continues, he was sweet and he got it in like five seconds and said, of course you can do a parody. The famous quote from him was, is it going to be a song about food? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because at that point, that's primarily what I was known for. Yeah, at that point. At that point, definitely not now. (laughs) Back Uh, then. And I said, well, no, it's actually going to be a song about how nobody can understand your lyrics. Because it sounds like you're mumbling or whatever. Mm. And he said, oh, sure, of course. Yeah, that's funny. That's one of those phone conversations I wish I had recorded. I'd love to hear it. Mm. Isn't that, Al, does that mean you are recording some conversations? Yeah. Mm. And some you're and, not. And this is the one I wish I had. You regret. I now record them all just in case. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. You could do that, yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably worth doing. You'll notice if you're ever on the on the blower too. Weird Al, that yeah. there's a beep every I've got phone seconds. calls that I wish I had recorded. Wow. Yeah, for, for contractual legal reasons. Reasons, legal reasons. Yeah. People welching out of deals. <laughs> no. I think my credit card company was trying to lead me astray recently. Oh, yeah. That sounds yeah. about right. I think they were giving me some pretty dodgy maths. 
I'm like, hang on. after the call, I'm like, that's definitely not right. <laughs> I bet you they're recording it f- for, from their end in case. I w- yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, should I call them and like request it? Because I think you can just request and right. they have to give it to you, right? Freedom of information. Is that a thing? Yeah. If, I don't know. If, if you're a cop, you have to tell me you're yeah. a cop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, but I didn't. I didn't. I should have gone down that road, but I didn't. You know, I should have though. You should have. Those Because fuck them, right? Yeah. They're a fucking credit card. Whoa, 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 Evan. Anyway. I don't mind you just besmirching certain people, (laughs) but not credit card companies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Weird Al's mentioned briefly in uh, one of Kurt Cobain's journals that were found, I guess, after he Uh died. And and, and one of the- Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. (laughs) This is how I find out. I just started listening to Vana this week. But do you know what this means? Is we can defame him as much <gasps> as we like. Oh, yes. Kurt Cobain, what a cunt. <laughs> and you said it with confidence, and I think that's important when defaming. Oh, I didn't feel good about it. Yeah. I don't know him. No, no. Never met the man. Yeah. I Wouldn't couldn't. know him from a block of cheese. <laughs> is that the same? Uh, I so- think so. And I can recognise a block of cheese. Yeah. I go, that's- Gouda. Bro- mm. that's- oh, I-, oh, I just meant I'd be able to say cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Greg, my friend, the block of cheese. <laughs> so, anyway, the line in Kurt Cobain's journal reads, Weird Al Yankovic is America's modern pop rock genius. Huh. Just a proverb wow. already put down. Imagine his reading cool. that. Oh. Paul McCartney knows good. his name. Jesus oh. Christ. Kurt Cobain. Evan, do you want me to genius? start mentioning you in my journal? Yes. In case it's ever found. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I was just playing a horror game yesterday. Um, and What does that mean? What do you mean? What's like playing a, a horror game? game? A video game? Yeah, a video game. Sorry, a video game. Oh. A, but the a genre. scary video game. Horror. Right. I've Sorry, never I, heard of- I've never- I didn't know that was a thing. Really? So, okay. you're going and there's like jump scares and stuff? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, That's fun. It's spooky. It's like this- Of course, you know, that would be a thing, monsters. but I've just never heard of it. Yeah, right. I love it. Anyway, and I was- and, and one of the tropes of horror games is that these, you sort of come across like journal entries and mm. stuff like that that sort of drip- sort of and drip feed you story elements. Like, it's like, oh, this thing's going to happen. Oh. This diary entry is coming um, from within the house. Yeah. But I, would, but, but I, um, one of my thoughts was that we don't, we don't journal much anymore. Yeah. Everyone in these Quite games is constantly writing journals and leaving them everywhere. Yeah. But, um, I don't do a lot of journaling. I, I think livejournal.com probably ended mm, it. Yep. <laughs> Was that a thing? Then what ended livejournal.com? The Facebook.com. Yeah, I guess so. Microblogging and vlogging. Yeah. YouTube and MySpace. I guess YouTube is 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 it modern journaling? Yeah. Right? I guess I don't do that either. But um anyway. You Twitch. You you That's the even moderner yeah. Yeah, you're YouTube. Right. You don't see gamey gamey game as a journal? No. <laughs> Dear gamey, 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 I guess game. It's documenting viewers. some aspects of my life. I guess what's nice about finding someone's journal is like seeing what they think about stuff or just being able to see their handwriting or like get a little glimpse of somebody that you love and miss. Yeah. But like our loved ones have currently over 400 episodes of a podcast to go listen to. <laughs> or there's like, there's so much evidence of us everywhere. Yeah. That, you know, you wouldn't forget the sound of my voice. You know, and that's comfortting, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, I think You'll there's, live forever. There's got to be enough of Jess Perkins to put together an AI Jess. If of you oh, yeah. Of I, I have said before, I think I tweeted it once, that I, I take great solace in the fact that when I die, Evan has a lot of footage of me <laughs> and can make a really, like, real, like really make him cry. A lot of slow motion laughing. Yeah. I will yep. remember you. A lot of that. Why don't you do it, uh, you know, like current affair programs do and just always have- yeah, have one ready. Ready to go. Like when the yeah, they always have one for the queen. Right. Yeah. You, you should. I'm and the queen. You're just constantly updating. You it. Just update it. 
Yeah. You should yeah. have that ready to go, Evan. I, st- I don't believe they'll ever have to use it for the Queen, but, yeah, bad example. <laughs> but, yeah, others, I think others, it makes sense. Other example, world yeah. leaders. Or you should yeah, get onto whatever. that, Evan. What's the opposite of posthumously? Posthumously? I've never I heard of this. I guess so. Posthumously. Posthumously. Yeah. posthumously. There probably doesn't need to be an opposite of posthumously because that's sort of things that are awarded after death, right? Yeah. So yeah, but that's otherwise it would just be an award you were given. Well, right. no, but he's recording this posthumously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you just you- say, while you're alive. Anyway, do go on, Matt. Yep. <laughs> uh, what was I talking? Oh, yes. Uh, so, he gets permission from Kurt Cobain of Nirvana, and they made a video for the song that is probably, like, Beat It or Eat It was super accurate. This one takes it to another level. It's mm. incredible how accurate it is. Uh, according to Jay Levy, uh, one of Evan's friends and the video's director- <laughs> All the stars aligned. We were able to track down and book the same soundstage. The soundstage, in essence, is four bare walls, so you could be in any soundstage and not know it was the <laughs> one. But from a karmic standpoint, yeah. it was pretty There's heavy to nice be yeah. in the exact same yeah. places where they shot theirs. The vast majority of the fans in the bleachers were from the original Nirvana video. Mm. So that because Kirk Cobain was on board, um, you know, the team behind it were, yeah, like, really open with, with you, yeah. yeah, you can have all the details. That's so good. That's awesome. One of the kids, uh, Weird Al didn't find out for until 20 years later or something, was Tony Hawk. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, so you can see split second on the screen, Tony no, Hawk in the that. crowd. That's cool. Um, and the janitors, you know, yes. I don't know if you know the ori- the film clip, the original film. Yeah, I know I the Weird so. Al one more than, I don't know if I've ever seen but that it's, one. It's the it same janitor like in, in both clips. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and according to your mate, Jay, uh, <laughs> he says, I don't even know that he knew anything about Nirvana. I believe he was a real janitor. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, the che- there were cheerleaders in it yeah. and most, if not all of them, were the same cheerleaders. So, it was so accurate to the yeah. original. That's cool. And do, then- you, do you happen to know? Because uh, the, the, the album cover is a p- copy of the Baby in the Pool yeah. uh, cover. And I... Part of me is like I think it was like the same photographer who did it, but, oh. but uh, that's another just little tidbit. But I'm not like I'm not. What's the album? Is it is the album called Smells Like Nirvana? The song is called song. Smells Like Nirvana, but I what is what album is that? Oh, um, hang on, it is. Sorry, I don't have all the facts. Is it Bad Hair Day? No, that's uh, the clear no. one. Yeah. Oh, off the deep end. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see. Has he he has he still got his glasses? Yeah. It's interesting. He went from his trademark glasses look. And mustache. And, and glasses and mustache And look. he got LASIK. And he got LASIK surgery, yeah. And shaved off the mustache. That's also a an FAQ. That's a fact on his website. What happened to the glasses oh, and mustache? Yeah. He got LASIK surgery, corrected his vision. And got, laser on the mustache. So, he, he can't laser grow back his in mustache. now. <laughs> he got his, his LASIK surgery was live on TV. He got it for free because, like, a morning show or whatever agreed to broadcast it live. I believe what? it. Uh, yeah. It looks like a, a Kirk Weddle looks like he did take both photos. Right. Cool. Okay. There was just a little, yeah. But, sorry, what did I just miss then? So, the, so Weird Al had his LASIK surgery done. He got it for, done for free live on TV because, like, a morning show paid for it. Oh. To- Is he okay? Well, yes, Financially? Is that what <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that well, feels time, like- uh- I, yeah, that seems like a. I'm sure he's fine, but I'm well, not I actually sure don't know how much that. LASIK costs. Um, I can't imagine it's cheap. It was, it's like it was an interest. It's five an interesting grand an hour or something. Wow, Shit. yeah, and he did both. All right, got the double. Yeah, I reckon I'd just do one. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I'm going to go talk to him about it soon. My old boss, when I worked for the air conditioning company, I don't know why. Air conditioning. <laughs> it's funny. That's Sorry. Like, I wasn't very good at it because I can't, couldn't even pronounce the the business. But um, Hi, I'm Matt from air conditioning. I, did, would you like some air conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm here to measure up for air conditioning. Air conditioning. <laughs> but, yeah, he he got the laser. And he told me in two – I'm like, I don't want to hear about this. And he's like, you can smell the burning. of, And I'm like, I don't want to hear this. I want to get this dump one day. Don't, I just want to go in um, blind, basically. Well, yeah. I guess that's how you got to go in. No, but you go out blind. Uh- <laughs> I, love that one, I love that joke on this, one of the future Simpsons episodes where Ned Flanders uh, was blind in the future. And they're like, oh, what happened to your sight? And he said, oh, I had LASIK surgery back in the 90s. Uh, they didn't realize at the time, but a few years later, if you got it, everyone's eyes just fell out. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's pretty incredible, though. Like, he, like in the in the broadcast, he's like, he, you know, he's he has 21,000 vision with, with his, like without his glasses. Um, and, like, in the same live- At the end of the same live broadcast, he's reading letters off a chart- and he's like, that's 2040 vision. Like, and he's like, you'll obviously recover more and wow. essentially we'll never need to wear your glasses again kind of thing. So wow. It's pretty incredible that, is. that that's a thing. Yeah. That's like medical science. It's I think amazing. M- maybe the best thing about getting it done on TV like that live is that the doctor will put in his best effort. That's yeah. something that I worry. Like you go- I also assume that maybe the doctor paid. Like, I don't know if the morning show paid for it, if yeah, the doctor yeah. did it or the clinic or whatever did yeah, it. Wow. Surely he didn't get it done for free. He got it done for and was paid. For the ad. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Otherwise. That is a- Weird Al, if you're listening, call me. I can represent you, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really fun fact. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that that was- That became a big hit, this album. Yep. Bounce Back. Uh, The song was a big hit as well. It was his first single to chart since Eat It. Uh, Reached as high as number four in New Zealand and went gold in Australia. Wow. Um. To this point, he still hasn't had a top 10 hit in America, but, yeah, he's had top 10 hits down here. Uh, so, being rejected by Michael Jackson led to a bit of a career comeback. It was, you know, the best possible scenario, really. Yeah. yeah. He would have confirmed himself as a Michael Jackson cover artist almost. Yeah. yeah. But this, yeah, gave his career more longevity and a bigger comeback. I guess, you know, Michael Jackson was probably on the edge of being it was becoming less relevant through yeah. as the 90s went on. Black yep. or White was still a huge album, Dangerous, I remember that. But mm. anyway, uh, that wasn't the only time he failed to receive approval from Michael Jackson. It happened uh, a few other times. <laughs> Most of the time they're happy to do it, but according to Gil Kaufman for Billboard magazine, part of the reason Al makes such an effort to get permission from the Axie parodies is linked to the time he thought he had the high sign he had the sign-off from rapper Coolio to remake Gangster's Paradise's Amish Paradise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after the 1995 release, Coolio balked and said he never approved and he never liked the song. And Al, uh, Al felt really bad about it, apparently. Um, there was, like, quite bad blood between them. Coolio oh. would say stuff publicly about it that was quite negative. And as far as so there was crosswires somewhere, mm. Al... And his team thought they'd given permission, but it seems like someone from Coolio's side gave permission without maybe talking to Coolio. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, according to Ross and Coolio held a grudge about it for a few years before eventually admitting that the parody was funny as shit. According to Yahoo. Um, Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious. <laughs> uh, Coolio 
is quoted as saying, I sat down and I really thought it out. I was like, wait a minute, Coolio, who the fuck do you think you are? Speaking to yourself in third person, <laughs> you, you loon, Coolio. He did Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson didn't get mad. Coolio acknowledged that his ego got in the way. I was wow. being too magnificent and too terrific about myself, <laughs> okay. and that's not what you want to do, he said. I love that phrasing. Yeah. I was being too magnificent. You know what I'm like sometimes? I, I can just be a bit too magnificent, <laughs> and that's on me. I'm we can all on, be like that I'm working on being so. less magnificent. Mm-hmm. It's, just a, it's just a f- such a fun way to say my <laughs> ego was getting out of yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being too magnificent. For, I was literally about to say, I love this self-awareness and this self-reflection, and then you ruined it a bit with, well, I was being too magnificent. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> uh, he later made a mental weird owl saying, I've since apologised to him. Again, that was so stupid. That was a stupid thing for me to do. That was one of the dumbest things I did in oh, my career. Oh, wow. Okay. So, he oh. really, really regretted it. Nice. And it sounds like that is pretty common um, for the acts who don't give permission. They usually come to regret it later. Like, ah, oh, why was I was mm. being silly. I was being too precious about my art. I was being too magnificent. Yeah, I was being too magnificent. Yeah. I was being too magnificent. I was being too terrific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, oh, God, I can be too terrific sometimes. Oh, sorry about that. I'm so sorry. You know what? You know what it is? I get terrific when I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) God, I haven't had my coffee and I can be really terrific. What the fuck are you talking about? I could snack all night. That's a (laughs) Michael Jackson reference. Um, Um, Who's regretted doing it? Oh, yeah, okay. Well- so, here's some examples. Beck says uh, he regrets turning down, down the parody of Loser, Schmoozer, oh, um, okay. sa- saying, good. I regret denying him permission to do it. I think it would have been an amazing video. I'm actually really sad it didn't happen. Oh, okay. Uh, Daniel Powter, is he? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Had a song, Had a Bad Day. Oh, you had a bad oh, day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take one down, turn it around, say you don't mind. <laughs> so that was a 2006 hit. Yep. Um, and he didn't give permission for Had a Bad Date, which Rita mm. wanted to do. He Good. changed his mind not too long after and gave permission. Uh, but unfortunately, it was too late. As Al later put it, quote, the train had already left the station. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a one-hit wonder anyway. So I wonder if he if he uses that now with artists. It's like, if you don't give permission, you'll regret it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he doesn't feel like his kind of energy though, does it? Of being no, because like, he's me, not kid. so he's not so terrific. Uh, <sighs> That's right. Yep, he 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 just doesn't get as terrific or magnificent. <laughs> Fuck uh, he didn't get permission from Lady Gaga. Oh. Uh, for it got to be Poker Face. Uh, no. That he actually did a poker face uh, poker melody medley me- later. Yes, he did. That's yes. right. That's what I'm thinking of. But uh, he wanted to put parody "Born This Way" as "Perform This Way," um, and Lady Gaga's team knocked him back. But apparently, they did that without talking to Gaga herself. Ooh. And when she found out, she reversed the decision. Because she loved his version and yeah. uh, it ended up being on his 2011 album, Alpocalypse. Great song. Great. So, Great yeah, album. she was like, what the heck? Apparently, um, James Blunt had a similar thing where his label was like, no, you can't do Yeah, you're beautiful as whatever. You're pitiful. You're Which pit- I think I can see why the label would be, nah. At, but he was like, he was keen, but 
um, he didn't overrule the label. Like, he didn't quite have the same power probably that Lady Gaga did. He, yeah. He could have. Right, yeah. Weird Al has said that he technically, if I got his permission, I didn't need the label's permission. Yeah. If I got his permission, but yeah, yeah. he didn't feel like he was probably in a position to overrule the label. He was yeah. still trying to keep in, uh, good with them. Whereas Lady Gaga's like, what are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah, fuck the yeah. label. So your Pitiful did come out, but I think maybe it missed an album because of that. It, it, was, it was released as it a It was single. released as he. So, uh. so some of the ones he's already recorded. Um, and doesn't get permission for whatever reason, he'll release for free online. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with that one. Yeah. Mm. According to Kaufman, uh, our man who we've already talked about, Paul McCartney, mm. said yes to Al doing uh, a take on his Bond theme, Live and Let Die. But then when Yankovic told him the title was going to be Chicken Pot Pie, <laughs> uh, McCartney said, oh, I can't because I'm, a vegan? I'm, a, I'm uh, quite a yeah. strict Vegetarian or vegan, and um, yeah, so we can't. But <laughs> but interestingly, Al's also vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't. Being a vegetarian or vegan doesn't mean that chicken doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that other people. But you don't want to be promoting that, do you? Oh well, yeah. I, I don't mean, know. it's probably a song about how great chicken pot pie. Chicken yes. pot pie. That would actually rule. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Chicken pot pie sales would skyrocket. Yeah, I imagine yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. His band would have had fun playing that as well. What <laughs> yeah, a fun song. What a that would song. be such a great live song too. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I get that, but <laughs> yeah. Saw McCartney play that a few years ago. It was great. The fireworks on the. That would have been sick. Oh, so good. It'd be great if he if he sang chicken if the if he chicken pot pie. Who was it that was um uh that said he. He um oh um the Star Wars song the the American you know the Star Wars song the Star Wars song uh, the um the uh, Darth- it's called the Saga Begins is the song is called and it's okay. it's a parody of um uh a long long time ago oh American Pie yeah ah who's that who sings uh McLean there you go uh what's his name McLean McLean what. The singer? No. I don't know. Oh, oh no, ah. the parody version. No, the what? The original. No, the original. Who's the original singer of the that original's song? The original's Don McLean. Don McLean, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say John, and, it, I, and think, I knew it wasn't quite yeah, right. I think he said he's on stage. He's, like, mixed up the lyrics with the parody because, it, like, his kids uh, were listening to the so parody funny. or something. <laughs> and, and that's so, a Weird Al song. It's it's um, about Star Wars. About, right. Yeah, yeah. A long, fun. long time ago in a galaxy far away. Naboo That's was under very funny that he's mixing up. But, yeah, like, so I was saying it, it's interesting <laughs> that um, McCartney said no because he's vegetarian, but Al is vegetarian too. His website says that he changed his diet in 92 after a fan gave him a book called Diet for a New America. Uh, he currently eats no meat and tries to avoid eggs and dairy products. God, imagine being that fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, having an impact on someone's life like that. Jeez, they must be like, all right, I guess I do have to dedicate my life to spreading the good word. Yeah. I'm quite resistant to that. I've had people like Sammy J was trying to get, get me to go vegetarian. Oh. Keith McCoy, Sammy J and Rennie both were separately were just like, you should check out this film. What's the film? Oh. What talks, it's like a really full on like oh, yeah. on YouTube. Anyway, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. But anyway, <laughs> that full respect if you are. Went, the, yeah. went reverse. Yeah, Beck went reverse. She was vegetarian for like 10 years. They haven't <laughs> spoken to her since, have they? <laughs> Seven times, yeah. No, they're yeah, actually quite good. They don't. They it don't is like. hard to be uh, to get a, a moral 
a, mor- a moralizing lecture from a purple puppet, I guess. Yes. Well, they were never like. To be fair, just to, to, to set the record straight, they were never like. Well, no, I mean, I'm putting pressure or anything. They were just eats. like, you should, you know. What? You know, I don't think Randy eats. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. He's so, like a cookie monster. It's pretty easy out. for you to yeah. have a restrictive diet <laughs> when That's you don't true, eat. That's true. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, I don't he eat really meat. has that purple privilege. I don't I'm a puppet. Purple privilege. I'm a puppet. I don't actually have an esophagus. But you are publicly calling them out, which I think is. Right. I think that's right. And that's obviously been a long time brewing. Yeah. Um, so I, I, say, ho- I, I hope say, that gets back to them. I say fuck both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially Sammy Joe, who's always been nothing but wonderful to me. The, no, you're right. so he nice and kind. Very good. Such a beautiful human. I can't believe it. Yeah. How, how, how does somebody be so talented and so nice? Doesn't make sense. Well, that's where the well, cracks are appearing now from what we've heard yeah. from Evan. Yeah. You know, but you know who who also is very talented and very nice? Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say me for a second. Genuinely. Oh. <laughs> Genuinely thought you were going to say Jess Perkins, and I was going to say Evan. You stop it! But unfortunately, you were trying to get us back on track. (laughs) I was trying. (laughs) This uh, um, Rosson actually says about um, why they got uploaded. Uh, He he said uh, in the. MySpace days, with the blessing of the actual artist behind the tune, Al just released it as a free download to avoid avoid any hassles. Oh, yeah, cool. So it's like because Blunt's happy, I'm happy to put it out. Yeah, you're not making money off it. Like, yeah, it so the label it can't simpler, right? be yeah, label can't agree. kick up a stink. Um, maybe the most famous rejection or rejections though, come uh, came from Prince. He just apparently rejected him quite a few times, but he, it was always a dream of Weird Al to, to do a song of his. And he said uh, soon after Prince died, sorry that you're finding out about what? this. What? <laughs> but you know favorite, what that means. My favourite <laughs> actor from New Girl. <laughs> he said- He's in one episode of New Girl. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> and he, um, yeah, apparently afterwards I was like, oh, I always kind of had this fantasy that one day uh, he'd have another song and he'd be like, you know what, part. you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he repeatedly turned down his request. This is Ross and, uh, writing. At one point, Prince's management team sent Al, along with other people apparently, a letter warning him not to look Prince in the eye when both <laughs> were scheduled to appear at the AMAs. Amazing. Um, so not only is he like, you can't do the songs, but don't even look at him. Yeah, wow. <laughs> in response, huh. Al sent Prince a letter back warning him not to look Al in the eye. <laughs> 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 and yeah, this, this was his quote about the fantasy. I had this fantasy that he'd come out with a new song. I'd have a great idea. He'd finally say yes, and it would erase decades of weirdness between us. But that's obviously not going to be the case. Yeah. Hmm. What a shame. Jeez, uh, we're coming towards the end. It's hard. Biography story is always hard to know what to. Put in and what to put out. Yeah. I, I remembered you saying this a bunch of times, Jess. You're like, they had a whole life. I don't know what to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Where do you yeah. stop? It's hard with like people with such big back catalogues. It's or like discographies or filmographies. It's hard to be like, and then uh, the next year they yeah. did this, I, and yeah. then like uh, this. This episode would have been just as fun to just read a list of all these parody songs. Totally. <laughs> um, but just quickly, because um, Gregory Gritman said. That, where is this thing he said? Oh, yeah. He said, this topic has everything aside from the sheer insanity that is his success and humor. Weird Al is surprisingly smart and talented. Uh, many artists don't think they've made it until Weird Al parodies their music. There's also his healthy marriage and family life. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I should look into this. I mean, there's not much to say, but according to Osberg, he married in 2001. Marketing executive Suzanne Krajewski. Uh, and they had a daughter, Nina, born in 2003. 
Um, but Gregory also mentioned this, that he tragically lost his parents um, when the house he bought them burnt down, <gasps> which I did not know about. But talking to Evan this week about doing this episode, you also Yeah, what year that- was it? Because it was, I remember it was on my birthday. It was April 9th. Oh, wow. Ha- weird coincidence, obviously. That's, that's the only reason I would remember the date that it happened. Yeah. I think um, it was 2002. But, um, yeah, it was a, a, like a carbon dioxide. Oh, no, sorry, 2004. Carbon monoxide leak or something oh, like shit. that. Um, was Which you don't I, smell I, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's why yeah. you need those uh, detectors. I've yeah. got uh, an article from that week from the LA Times that wrote, um, the parents of Grammy-winning recording artist Weird Al Yankovic were found dead in their home, apparent victims of carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, awful. Uh, the bodies of Nick Yankovic, 86, and his wife, Mary, 81. So, you know, they were- Getting on. You know, there's- it's it's brutal anyway, but yeah. you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, they thank God run, they yeah. lived pretty long lives. Mm. Um, they were discovered um, by members of the family, uh, said Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Sergeant Conrad Grayson. The relatives went to the house because they had not seen the couple in a while and were concerned. Paramedics found Nick- That's not true, and, and I'll tell you, Weird Al talks about all the the incorrect things in this. Oh, stuff. yeah, right. Um, paramedics found Nick Yankovic in a chair in the front living room. His wife was lying on the on the bathroom floor. A fire had been recently set in the fireplace. The house was full of smoke, and they opened the door. We examined the fireplace. They were burning wood. Um, the relatives had found the flue closed, and, and they opened it. So I, I think it was just because the flue wasn't releasing mm. the carbon monoxide. Yeah, the house right. filled with it. Um, the article also says attempts to reach Jankovic by phone uh, through his agency, the William Morris Agency, were unsuccessful. He was scheduled to appear in Grand Forks, ND, or that North Dakota, as part of his tour for his new album. A neighbour of the parents described them as nice people who were proud of their son's accomplishments. Everybody who came to the neighbourhood knew Nick, said John Booman, who lives across the street. They're going to be missed big time. Um, so super sad. Yeah. But it just I just thought just reading about this before, it's so strange how many uh things they got wrong in that article. Yankovic yeah. put out a statement, I think it was the next day, maybe. He said, um, uh, in fairness to the memory of my mother, in some of the press reports also said she had Alzheimer's. He said, Although she was starting to have a problem with short term memory loss, uh, my mother was never diagnosed with Alzheimer's. As long as I'm pointing out errors that the press had made it was my aunt Dot who found my parents when she was bringing them lunch that day, as she routinely did, and not a group of relatives concerned that they hadn't heard from them in a while. Yeah, mm. right. Like, it wasn't- They'd been there for for weeks. Weeks, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. actually- She was just- It wasn't a be- welfare check. It was just a routine. Yeah. She yeah, brought them lunch. Yeah, right. So, yeah. he's like, oh, it really makes it seem like we're disconnected. He's, he said, the family was close and caring and saw each other several times a day. Also, my aunts and uncles all live in separate houses, not together, as some articles implied. <laughs> and for what it's worth, I'm not represented by the William Morris Agency. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, uh, wow. So many, it's like, how could so many details yeah, be wrong? I guess that's why they couldn't reach him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, I tried calling and they said, we don't represent Weird Al. And I said, oh, I can't get this guy on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said, like, it was a really lovely statement, though. He said, needless to say, I feel pretty much the way you would expect me to feel, shocked and devastated beyond words. I love my parents so much, and this is all still seems like a horrible nightmare that I can't wake up from. Aww. I want to thank my family, friends, and fans for the incredible outpouring of love and support 
that they've shown me. It's quite long. I won't read all of it. Yeah. Uh, I take a small measure of comfort in knowing that they died peacefully and that they never had to suffer through the pain and loneliness of living without each other. I'm also grateful that they both lived long enough to see me happily married to Suzanne and particularly happy that they got to meet our beautiful baby daughter, Nina. She filled their lives with so much joy this last year. Nina may be too young to remember playing with her grandparents when she gets older, but don't worry, we'll have some great videotape to show her. Oh, It's really sweet. That's really nice. And then he, he goes on to talk about, um, you know, just how much he loves them and all this sort of stuff, but also about his dad's kind of dark humour. Uh, apparently, he talked about death a lot, and Al was like, I don't like this. I <laughs> yeah. don't like it. But apparently, uh, he, his dad, Nick, made the joke a few times that he was planning to go on a diet so that his casket would be easier to carry. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I guess that's where I got my sixth sense of humor from. And he was always talking about how much he was looking forward to seeing his old army buddies again in the next life. I sure hope they're having a great reunion right now. Oh, that's so nice. It's, it's a really, really- That's heartbreaking, yeah, though. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. And But, yeah. Um, uh, one last paragraph already says, As unthinkable as this tragedy is to me, I just know that my mum and dad were very much at peace with the world and with their lives. And I guess I can take a small amount of comfort in that, too. Thank you all again for your overwhelming kindness and support. It means more to me than you can ever know. He's and so lovely. He's so lovely. And Evan, yeah. we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. And you said that uh, you thought he he kept going on with his tour and he talks about that as well. He said, yeah, I right. considered everything, but in the end, I decided to keep going with the tour because I thought that would be the best thing for me to do personally. Yeah. He said, I know that um, people in the past have said really nice things about my finding comfort in my music. Yeah. I'm hoping that I, I will find some comfort in my music at yeah. the moment. And he said that. He felt so loved and supported at those shows um, that, yeah, it was almost like, you know, it was kind of a, a nice thing almost. can imagine there'd be something quite cathartic in in performing his kind of music and his kind, you know, because it is, he does get to have fun and be quite silly mm. and yeah. maybe that would be nice in that kind of, yeah, it's a way to escape the grief. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I think, you know, leading into your work, you know, it's something to sort of take your mind off things yeah. rather than just sort of. Sitting at home and- There's no one way to deal with stuff yes. too. People deal with things yeah. in really different ways and it can be very confusing to witness. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, really, this is what you- Okay, <laughs> that's what we're doing. That's what you do. That's and okay. I imagine you w- wouldn't know until the time necessarily. I feel yeah, like of course, yeah. I couldn't- I'd be probably cancelling personally, but maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said, it could talk about all sorts of things. I thought maybe just briefly at the end, Evan and I have seen it, obviously, just hasn't, but- um, he's kind of back in people's minds recently because of the 2022 film Weird, the Al Yankovic story, which is a parody biographical film, um, premiered on the Roku channel, and it was co-written and co-produced by Yankovic, starring Daniel Radcliffe Harry, of Harry Potter fame. Mm-hmm. And in 2024, the film won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Television Movie and an Emmy for Outstanding Music Composition for a limited or anthology series movie or sequel. Oh, cool. So, it was super yeah. successful, critically acclaimed, yep. so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's great. A really funny, fun movie. And I didn't know his story at all. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. I wonder, I think if I, and I probably will go back and watch it again and yeah. realise- 
you know, some like big chunks of it are kind of based in truth. Yeah, there's like there's the door to door accordion guy, yeah. which to me, like honestly, I'm like that's such a funny yeah. way to yeah. spoof origin stories. Like a guy came to your door <laughs> selling, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, that's no, that's, no, that's how that's, it happened. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the real things. <laughs> but then he leans into the trope of like his disapproving parents and he's yeah. oh, he's a rebel and stuff like that. Yeah, when yeah. really his parents were very supportive. So there's he, you know, some some bits are going to be the truth and some of them are just completely rock and roll parties that are just full. Like, there's this one scene and they- every- it's just full of cameos, like, quite big celebrities mm. playing other celebrities. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which is really fun. That's I think fun. Conan plays, like, Andy Warhol yes. or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jack Black is in there. Um, yeah, Jack Black is the wolf Wolfman Jack, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Who I hadn't heard of as well. But, yeah, apparently I think they were all real people and, yeah. and they, it was- you know, I think they were all favours and that yeah. was, like- all done in one day, and it was a really tricky schedule to put together. But yeah, oh, yeah. yeah really fun. All right, yeah, I think you'd enjoy the yeah, movie. I'd like yeah, to give it a watch. Uh, yeah, and Rain Wilson plays a real person, Doctor Demento, yeah, <laughs> in a top hat. Uh, Evan, yeah. maybe we can finish with you. You said you you met him again more yeah, recently. Yeah, it was a nice little bit. So he hadn't toured for a while. Um, Around here, anyway, he did a he did a, a, a tour in the state, a smaller tour. Called, I can't remember what it was called, but the like the ridiculously self indulgent something tour. Um, uh, he, he did a little, a, a few things in kind of in, in the meantime. Anyway, he came came to Australia and did this sort of like I, I, he was calling it a more indulgent sort of tour because he wasn't the idea wasn't to play hits so much. It was like this is something for the fans. Um, and played kind of a, a different sort of set lists each night. So I wish I went to both nights that it was in Melbourne. Um, but yeah, it was cool to go see him play a lot of like originals as well, like a lot of those tracks that Albuquerque. Um, he uh, was in a in this video I watched earlier. He was saying that he wrote this original that was almost. He's like, I was almost trolling my fans by making it longer and longer. Yeah. And he's like, I can't believe they love it. Like, it is a great one song. one of the most requested songs <laughs> I do. Yeah. No, he did. I don't think he played that the night that I was there. I think he played that the night, the other night, the night that I wasn't there. Anyway, great, um, uh, great show. And I um, managed to go backstage again, not because of anything that happened in the past, um, but because I, I'm known around this office as a Weird Al fan. Mm. And um, kind of by chance, the uh, the Annie Donna guys uh, had that they were doing their Netflix show, oh, which he had a cameo in. Yeah, yeah, which he had a cameo in because it was produced by the guys that the um, Comedy Bang Bang guys and Weird Al has been uh, the music guy on Comedy Bang Bang, the TV show at, at some point for a season, I think. Um, so they're all they're all mates and stuff like that, and so they they sort of wrangle him into a cameo on that show, which is obviously very fun. Um, yeah, he plays a vampire or something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's only a little, little part, but yeah, it's great. Um, and I was very jealous of that. And I remember Broden messaging me like the day that they were filming yeah. it and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, I um, – but but anyway, he's a big fan. And, and Did you react to that like Jess did when her friend came and told her they'd met Tripod? Yeah, scream. Did you scream? <laughs> scream and yeah, cry. Yeah. Screaming on the inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just like – Because you're an adult and a professional, you know, you <laughs> yeah. don't scream. Um. So, uh, but but then you know, weird. I was going to to Melbourne, and he, um, the I think the Donners had organised to do, have him on, on their podcast or something like that as a bit of like part of the promo tour and stuff like that. And um, he he invited them to come come along, and Broden's like, "I'm going to get you. A, I'm going to get you backstage." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, this is where I'll have an in." Um, and so uh, yeah, I was really lucky to go go backstage and um, saved uh, you from waiting at the. 
at the at door. At the door. Yeah. Stage door. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it's we it's it's interesting now. Like he's he's got a different company managing the tour and it's like a much bigger thing and it's like there's a whole like system for like meet and greet stuff afterwards. Um and we we're very lucky to like bypass that. So before he did like the actual meet and greet, we kind of went backstage. There were only like half a dozen of us or whatever that went backstage and just to sort of say hi in his dressing room, which is like really, really nice. But anyway, it was just nice to, you know, say hi again and get a photo with him and and I posted on my Instagram. Maybe I could put this in the show notes or something. But there's a you know a photo of me like what f- fifteen years ago or more. Um, yeah. With a photo of with him and then and then one from last year. Oh, um, with a Photo of him and it's just uh, yeah, it's nice little. Evan's crying in the, show notes. In the second one. <laughs> could we could we just post it? Uh, yeah, of course. I don't know how podcasts work. I don't have a podcast. We got yeah. we got social media. People can follow oh, yeah, it. Right. Go on pod, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Wow. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Really? We're YouTube. huge. Amazing. YouTube. Yeah. We've got it all, man. We've yeah. got it all. We do Lucky. have Twitter. I don't I always forget to tweet, so sorry about that. <laughs> uh I always remember. Yeah, you always remember. I'm always always, always tweeting. Matt's picking up the pieces when I don't post anything on socials. He just sort of quietly just does it. Yeah. And I go, oh, fuck, thanks, Matt. <laughs> we, should, we really should get someone to help yeah. us with that. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, to do yeah. that on Game of Game. It's, uh, yeah. I hate you, social media. Why don't we do yours and you do ours? Yes. And we can be incompetent for each other. <laughs> That'd be nice. But it'd be nice to have somebody else to blame for the incompetence. Yeah, I genuinely think it would be easier to do someone else's social media yeah, than, yeah. than my own yeah. stuff. I just- oh. For sure. Oh, uh. One uh, thing, I'm just thinking of all the things I didn't put in the report, but one yeah. thing I thought was hmm. kind of funny was- So, he, I think it was Capitol Records that he, he got that first sort of- I guess it was My Bologna, I think- and so he that's the one he recorded in his in the toilet. Yeah. And um <laughs> great acoustics. So, so uh they paid him 500 bucks for it. Yeah. And then when he wanted to put it on his first album, would this does this line up was my Bologna also on the first album? Uh doesn't matter probably, whatever the yeah. whatever the song was. Yeah. Um he went to them and they so they owned the masters then and they right. charged him a thousand bucks to record re-record it. <laughs> so he lost five hundred bucks on that Amazing. song. Amazing. Yeah. The record business is and wild, it, right? He leans in the interview, he sort of leans in the camera and he says, That's why they call it show business or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah. that's it, right? Yeah. Um He comes across as a as a cool guy. I yeah. think just just the the fact that he's like, no, I won't do it if I don't have their permission. Even though we can, he's like, no, no, no I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to piss anybody off. Or yeah, yeah I like ca- that. It comes across as very sincere. Like for yeah. a guy who is kind of always taking the piss a little bit, it's feels like it's not really at anyone's expense. Yeah, and yeah. in interviews and stuff, it seems like that as well. There's it's, there's no meanness to him. Yeah. Exactly. He's yeah. never be- really being sarcastic. Yeah, it's all kind of being sincere and genuine. I think Which that's is part probably of like, a bit fun, a bit different in comedy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's part of his longevity. Like he's yep. he's lasted so long because he's he's not screwing anybody over. He's not starting any beefs. He's just like he's apart just, from with Coolio, obviously. Yeah. Oh, and Prince, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, don't um, look Prince in the eye. But he's had such an incredible career, and like and and like still like last year won a Grammy. Like he's still winning yeah. stuff and. You know, and he's got bit like and an fans, Emmy. His first Emmy right? was last year, right? Like that's for this for this for yes. the movie Weird. It's like that's incredible. Like what a Kurt yeah. Cobain's writing in his journal that he's a genius. Yeah, that's something I don't think I've ever fully got it. I really, I think I like him and stuff, but it still feels. It's like, is it genius? I guess it is. Yeah, but I'm- it's not just. It's like I mean, he's good at writing parody songs. You, I've heard a lot of bad parody songs. Yeah, yeah. And when is, you hear uh, a bad parody, you're like, oh yeah, uh, you can yeah. appreciate um, a good one. Uh, but 
it, it's it, you know incredible attention to detail and stuff. Like there's a, a there's like a ten minute like behind the scenes documentary he made when he um was recording um Poodle Hat I think. Um, <laughs> I love. I also love talking seriously about. So, so when we're uh- in the studio making Poodle Hat, yeah, um, we laid down the bass tracks, <laughs> and that's when we knew we had another hit record. The yeah. melody to Poodle Hat actually came to me in a dream. Um, but yeah, they were filming that. I think it might have been his wife just filming that while they were in the studio. Um, and they cut it together and released it with the with the album. It's just a ten minute documentary behind the scenes. You just like it. Just looks like he's he's like. He's all over it. He's mm. just like he's every little thing. He's just like he's he's across everything. He's got you know he's got um, a lot of like different instruments. Like he's not just working with his band, but also like other guest you know um, sessionals and stuff, uh, and choirs and the you know recording engineers and stuff. And he's just like he's just you know he's impressive to watch work. Like he's just yeah. he's, he's, the man's impressive. Yeah, he's not just some um, some guy a silly guy writing some silly songs. Like he's he takes it all very seriously and um he, you know his stuff his his work endures. Yeah. Evan, yes. would you be up for hanging around for everyone's favourite section of the show? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, uh, the way this works is uh, we talk to people uh, who support the show on Patreon. Co- Patreon. dot com slash do go on pod. Patreon condom. Condom. <laughs> Patreon condom. Uh, we're saying uh, Patreon branded dingers. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can fuck with do go on. <laughs> do go put it on. If it's not do go on, it's not do go on. Anyway, so I love that. Can we can we get that happening? Yeah. Can we get that in the merch page? Easily. So, Evan, we thank people in a few different ways. Yeah. Uh, so if they want to if you are listening, you want to get involved, patreon.com slash do go on pod. Uh, and the first thing we like to do, we spent about half an hour, Evan. So feel free to bail at any point. But um, <laughs> first thing we like to do is the Sydney Schoenberg level. This is people um, supporting us on their get to give us a fact quote or a question or a brag or a suggestion. Uh and if you are on that level, please do send them in because um, we've only got a few left before we're all caught up. So, Ev, um, yeah. I read out their name. They give themselves a title and they ask a fact. Well, they ask a question, fact, give a fact, a quote, brag, suggestion, really whatever they like now. Uh-huh. Jokes we occasionally get. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we just, you know, we go from there. So, the first one okay. comes from Drew Forsberg. I should also say I don't read them out until I read them out. And actually, I think this section has a jingle goes something like this. Fact, quote, or question. You say ding. Ding. Huh. He always remembers the ding. <laughs> she always remembers the sing. <laughs> um, I like that better. I like his ding better than- Yeah, ding? It's sort of like- Than Dave's like, ding. Oh, what like does Dave this? do? Ding. Yeah, he really- Nah. Yeah. He leans into it a bit much. Which, like, if you're in a shop- and it goes like ding. You're like, that's obnoxious. Yeah, imagine yeah, that if You just need some service, and there's no one there, and it was just ding. I ding. like that way better. Yeah. Anyway, you so, can use that. Just copy and paste. Oh, thank you, you we'll so do. much. Absolutely, uh, we'll Drew do. Forsberg has the title classic early '90s elementary school bully. Okay. And <laughs> he's calling himself a bully. I'm not sure. That's the title. Anyway, okay. um, Drew is offering a brag. Classic bully behavior. Writing, my uncle works for Nintendo. Oh, Evan, what an appropriate <gasps> wow. episode. This is such a tro- it's such a trope that the whole my uncle works for Nintendo. Is it really? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, 
It's like a kid when kids are bragging. It's, oh, it's like, right. oh, yeah, my uncle works at Nintendo and, and this game's going to come out. Or oh, I'll my God. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think that might be what he's oh, doing. He's doing that bit. My uncle works at Nintendo because he's a bully from the early 90s. Of course. This makes sense. Now I get it. Sorry, Drew, <laughs> that we've uh, over-explained a bit now. My uncle works for Nintendo and gets to test the new Mario game. It's got 200 stages and it has a secret bonus levels where you get to play as Metroid and Zelda in it too. And it's not even on a Super Nintendo cartridge. It's on a system I haven't even released yet. Huh? Pictures? <gasps> I'm they jealous. aren't allowed to take pictures. It needs to stay a secret. Plus, the game and system need to be flown back to Japan every night. Don't believe me? Whatever. <laughs> My dad could beat up your dad, and that's not a threat. It's a promise. Whoa. <laughs> that reminds me of the kid at school who said he won a world surfing championship on the holidays. But he couldn't bring the trophy to school because it was too big to fit on the plane. Uh, so wow. The, he also said he got bitten by a shark but couldn't show us the bite mark because uh, it was too cold to bring up his shirt. And it no, would that's hurt fair enough. Scar. Yeah, yeah. That it would hurt I mean, you got to take his word for it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You. yeah, yeah, scars hurt in the cold. He wasn't a bully, <laughs> though. I think he was just a compulsive liar. He was actually a nice guy. Anyway, and, and you know what? Like, kids behaving like that, what's going on at home? You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to ask that question. <laughs> you should. You should. You I think have, you should butt in. I you, think you should probably you drop to by. You and say, hey, what's going on at home? Maybe even, like, gossip about it a I bit. I think so, yeah. That's so, probably the healthiest you know, thing to do. With the idea of, like, we, we're concerned. Yeah. That's why we're chatting about it now. That's right. Behind their back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Drew. Next one comes from Rupert the Dog. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I uh, Rupert the Dog. You've got a Rupert the Dog. No, I know Rupert the Dog. Uh, oh. uh, sometimes a gamey game supporter as well. Ah. ah. <laughs> and Rupert the Dog. Ah. ah. Rupert the Dog. <laughs> As uh, title is the okayest Dane. Mm. Oh, like, like I get it, it. Not a great one. Yeah, yep. but very, very okay. And it's a question here from Rupert the dog. I imagine it's going to be like, "I love you, you lovely." <laughs> uh, the question is, what's the best thing you know about dogs? Any cool facts? Oh, this is great because Dave, uh, you're feeling in for Dave Evan, and mm-hmm. you've oh, got yeah. a dog, whereas Dave. Oh, no, Dave has a dog too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would have been better for yeah, me to say. not be here. That's right. It's yeah. always better if you're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you walked right into it. I had to take it. You understand. Uh, as I always ask, uh, Rupert has answered their own question here, Great. writing, here's a fun fact about Norwegian Lunderhunds. Wow. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm. They have six fully functional toes on each foot instead of the usual four. It helps them excel in navigating the rugged terrain of Norway, especially useful for hunting puffins in narrow cliffside crevices. Wow. wow. Hunting puffins. Poor puffins. Yeah. Nah, good on them. Everyone's got to <laughs> eat. Everyone's got to eat. It's true. What are we? So the question is, what do you know about dogs? What do you know a great fact about dogs? Any cool facts? Oh, um, um, I um, I yeah, no. <laughs> you don't know any. What? What's, well, I don't really like what's dogs. Something except inter- for our dog. What's something interesting about Gonzo, your dog? Um, is there anything interesting about Gonzo? What are you talking about? Gonzo is the weirdest looking dog I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and you're but, like, is there anything uh, interesting about him? Yeah, but he just he's is, missing hair know? on most of his body. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose. I mean, maybe that's interesting. He's a Chinese crested and they don't, they naturally don't grow hair mm. except for sort of around their little, little feeties. It's so cute. Head. Did it's you so cute. tell me this fact recently, Jess? It might have even been on this podcast, so probably doesn't count, but um, teddy bears are based on dogs? I believe what? that's what I've heard. Um, that my friend who owned a chow chow said that teddy bears are actually based on chow chows, the appearance of a chow chow. 
Let oh. me show you a chow chow, Evan, and you tell me yeah. that's not a freaking puppy dog. Um, uh, a teddy bear. Teddy- oh, All right, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, maybe that one. Like, that's what teddy bears look like. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. They yeah, got like totally. a bit of a bear face. Yep. I thought I thought they'd be based on bears, but I suppose you. Yeah, maybe you're right. There um, was there was some sort of reason why, and again, this is coming from a this is secondhand information, probably third. Maybe it's because bears are scary and chow chows look cute, and they wanted it to be more cute than scary. Yeah, teddy uh, bear yeah. based on chow chow. All right, Jess. Yes, I'm on American Kennel Club. There's a listicle of facts here. Fact number nine: the most popular breed in 2022, French. Bulldog. Yeah. You know why? Because you're basic. Because I'm a basic bitch. No, nah, because more more and more people are having to live in apartments rather than houses and they're a low energy, um, ah. really chill, fairly quiet dog. I mean, some Frenchies, like, they essentially scream. They don't just bark. They, they go like, Aah! luckily mine doesn't. So That's he's very, so fun. He's very quiet. He doesn't really bark. He doesn't shed a lot of hair. He needs very little exercise and he sleeps all day. Did you know this? Fact number four, all dogs dream, but puppies and senior dogs dream more frequently than adult dogs. Do you want to know the noise Goose makes when he's dreaming? Sure. <clears throat> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good noise. Yeah, it's Great. so cute. Gonzo's very cute when he dreams yeah. as well. He's he'll he'll just sort of like twitch a little bit yeah. and sort of like do a muffled bark. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah, very very cute. I just realised <laughs> that if your two dogs were to be found in like a, some sort of a CD library, they'd be right next to each other. They would yeah, alphabetically. Yeah, that's G-G-O. cute, and they get along those two as well. So that'd be nice. Yeah, I don't know why I put it in CD library terms, <laughs> yeah. but um. <laughs> CDs. It's it's the way your brain works and organises information. Where else are you going to alphabetise a dog? Exactly. Um, So, yes, I think we did not beat your uh, six-toe fact, I'm afraid. But, Rupert, hopefully a couple of facts there for you. Uh, If any listeners in the Sydney Schoenberg section of the Patreon have more dog facts, feel free to chuck them in the fact quota question. Yeah, that can be a fact. Or any other of any facts. Yeah. I liked that one because it was a question and a fact. Um. This one comes from Piper Gallagher, or aka God Emperor of Dayton, Ohio, working remotely. <laughs> uh, and we've got a quote here. My quote is also a suggestion. It's just the song lyric that I find really beautiful from my all-time favourite band, Bleachers, whose second album, Gone Now, I couldn't recommend more. Mm. The song is called Everybody Lost Somebody. Oh, great song. Oh, it's got a good hook with the That sounds like R2JT. Yeah, you could definitely sample that and put it in an RJD2 song and it would it would fit right it in. It would work. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's one of the most honest and profound explorations on the feeling of loss that I've ever heard put to words. Uh, the lyric is from The Bridge, which goes like this. There's a reason I wake up alone in strange places, a reason I see myself in a million faces, a reason I can't stop it all from changing. So come on, motherfucker. You survived. You got to give yourself a break. Yep. Well, Does like it go that. sort of like that? Yeah. yeah. So kind of. I helped emote it. It's very, he's very, yeah. yeah. It's God, um. God, what, you're it, what's his name? Uh, uh, he works as Taylor Swift. Jack Antonoff. Is, uh, that, is that his name? Jack. Yeah. yeah. Jack. Yeah. Right. Um. He, uh, he's, uh, I really like- that he did a tiny desk. He played th- this song in his tiny desk, um, and it's great. That version of it is my favorite version of it. I think mm. I like that way better than the album version. 
Cool. You stole uh, Piper's uh, bonus fact, which was oh. <laughs> uh, singer of Bleachers is Jack Antonov, prolific pop producer, produces mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, Lord, and others, and former guitarist for the band Fun. Hmm. Um, sorry if this was a bit long and a bit earnest. It's my first time. I haven't honed my fact quote question hey. BS skills yet. <laughs> There's no one way to fact quote or question. No. You can be sincere in here or yeah. you can be very silly. Mm. We'll take it all. Nothing in between. Nothing That's in a between. great song. Check out, check out Bleachers doing Tiny Desk. I, I recommend it. I like Bleachers. I don't know that particular song, but um, I like Catchy. stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, good. The final one this week comes from Ben Johnson. Okay. A sheep named Madeline. And we've got a question here. Ben writes, Hey, guys. My last title, Schmoisen Taste Tester, was a reference to a riff from the Tarman Should Summerton Man episode. Wow. Because I remember we were like, what, this rings a bell, and we weren't quite sure. Um, and now I bet you don't remember the time we didn't remember. <laughs> no, that's right. I, I don't. It's the and problem I, we're doing 400-odd episodes. I know. Yeah, when you're saying uh, it's the Summerton Man episode. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, I'm like... But but I, don't, I couldn't tell you what no, year that was. Ben says, though, that is episode 82 from six oh, years ago. Wow. So, understandable you couldn't remember. I don't remember So, anything. my question is, do you have any favourite or, or especially memorable pod riffs from over the years? Nah. For me, it's almost impossible to choose. But a classic that never fails to make me laugh is from The Sheriff from episode 65, The Roswell Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was Dave. Dave, bigger sheriff. Um. Was it one of his one? Yeah, you know, one voice high pitched voices. Sometimes, sometimes Dave will get quite lost in a character. Yeah. His drama degree really comes out. <laughs> his his gaze moves to the middle distance. It does, yeah. and you like you'll ask him a question, and something will come out, and I'm like, "There's n- how is he doing this? Full method. Yeah, it's um, beautiful." <laughs> uh, it says uh, the do go animation from that is incredible. A more recent favorite. Is the sheep named Madeline from episode 403, The Beast of Javudan? I don't remember that at all either. Um, There are hundreds of incredible riffs from every episode, but those are just two of my favourites. Wow. I remember having fun in that one uh, where we joked that one of the guys who came to town to capture the beast um, had shot so many wolves in the past, and then we got into a riff where it was like shooting wolves in a barrel because he literally only ever hunted wolves when they were already in a barrel. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Can't miss. Um, but yeah, it's a bit. Uh, Evan, what's some of your favourite riffs we've done? <laughs> I mean, the Dugo animations were good for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was, some there good was ones the, there. the Megatrots. Yes, mm. the big horse. Was, you go to jail because you picked a dog up against its will. Or oh something. man, <laughs> I um, I got that home from a, a birthday party. Not home. I got to the after party from a, and there's a the dog. It was this cute little dog. It was a pug or something. It was about to run out the door. So, I picked it up and someone snapped a photo of me and it looks like I've picked it up again. I guess I did pick it up again <laughs> as well. And uh, life imitated art there. Oh, that's mm. good stuff. I call this podcast art, by the way. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, Ben, a great question, but not We're one not I can answer. We're not the right answer. people to ask. Yeah, yeah, there'd be. <laughs> I mean, people ask questions like that in the Patreon group and, and it starts this long thread, yeah. um, but it's always- all new to me. I remember <laughs> release the slugs. I remainly oh, re- I've yes. got memories of memories. So when people point things out yep. enough times, then I'll remember them better. Release the slugs did make me like cackle laughing. It was so dark. Again, release Dave just getting lost in a character. Yeah. yeah, he's had a few his Sydney Scheinberg's are always very always funny. good. Uh, um, what else has he done? So much easier to talk about this sort of stuff when the person's not here. Uh yeah. He's yeah. like going, and Evan, that really funny thing you did. Mm. It's like Gross. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, everything Dave's ever done. All right. Thank you, Ben, <laughs> Piper, Rupert, and Drew. Schmoisen, I think, is Dave as well. That feels like Dave. Yeah, that does feel like Dave. Uh, nothing clever has ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, nothing clever like Schmoisen. <laughs> <laughs> Even sometimes, um, like, the the Twitter account of, like, do go on quotes or do go on out of context. What is it? What is that? Do go on wisdom. Oh, yes. A very out of context quotes from the from us yes. and reading that sometimes has made me laugh out loud which feels <laughs> awful because it's us it's very self-indulgent mm. but i have no recollection of any of it that's yeah so funny. that's great it's great to do something and then forget about it that's nice evan the next thing we like to do is thank a few of our other great uh patreon supporters and yeah. just normally comes up with a bit of a game based on the topic at hand so i guess we got to do a what are we thinking i was pa- thinking parody songs? i was thinking parody song that's so fun um, I was. I can either look up Weird Al ones and just allocate them a song, or I was just going to see if there's a parody song generator. Oh, what a! <laughs> I like that. But what about? How about we put Evan on the spot here? Yep. When you read out a name, I say a real song. Evan parried is it? Mm-hmm. When I say <laughs> a name, you say a real song. Evan parried is it? Oh, that's you know what I mean? tough. Putting it all on Evan. Sure, let's but, try. I mean, we but, can- but, but bad is good here. Okay, in everyone's favorite section. So if I can kick us off, so so we, you and I are just naming just a re- song, a song, and and see what Evan does based with it. on the person. Uh no, it could be any song. I'm just going to write list of songs. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just in case. All right, I got the 500 song credit songs all the time. That should do it. Oh, okay. okay. All right. First up, I'd love to thank from Nanaimo in British Columbia, Canada, Dog Marta. Uh, oh yeah, another another d- gamey game. Support. Jess, what's a what's a song? Oh, a who song. let the dogs out? Yep. Uh, I've already done it, but can you do better than who let the pogs out? <laughs> <laughs> what else rhymes with it? Um, uh, bo- who let I've the clogs? One. I've got clogs one. is good, but it, 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 who it, let it, the sodge out? And it's about misogyny. Oh, That's who good. let the sodge out? Yeah, yeah. Um, Very political, Pharaoh. Yes. Uh, uh, I want to do something about I- shower grout. Oh right, wow! Okay. okay, I just want to try and go a bit further than what rhymes with dog. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow. I thought who let the sodge out was pretty good, but oh, no, no, it's, it is good. I'm just trying to, you know, I want, uh, you know, sitting it. I'm trying to hit a higher bar. <laughs> wow. Even higher. For just yeah. good, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, who you're cleaned on your the own. tile grout? Who cleaned that's the tile grout? Yeah, that's not bad. That's, that, that's <laughs> maybe <laughs> something. <laughs> I think that's very um, good. Yeah, that is actually pretty good. How do you? <laughs> Jess, what do you reckon? You want to do the next one or I, I keep going for a bit? I'll do it. From London, I would love to thank David Robinson. Mm. Uh, so any songs coming to mind? What about um, I'm Leaving on a Jet Plane? Why? Uh, is it related to the person at all? No. no. It's just a song. Just a song. Do you What's- want me to do one? Uh, oh, I Mrs. Know. Robinson. The previous one was related to. All right, that. how about Mrs. Robinson then? Jeez, Louise. what song is? I don't know what that song is. Here's Here's the you, Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, Lemonheads did a pretty uh, popular cover of it too. Um, Goo Goo Gachu. They also mentioned um, Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, right. The baseball player. Yeah. Um. Uh, where's my bobbins gone? He's trying to, trying to knitting, knitting. Where and, my you know, bobbins? He's doing some okay. sewing and yep. his bobbins. If you, if you, oh, if yes. you took two more <laughs> seconds, I would have abandoned this as a concept. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I had the song name generator <laughs> open, ready to go. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, I'd love to thank from Wilson in Western Australia. It's Christy. What about uh, Wilson, the Beach Boys? What about Little? What is it? Deuce Coop. 
Oh. What? Oh. It's about this, the, a car. I did not know Deuce, that song. Little Deuce Coop. Little Deuce Coop. Is that wow. the name of the song? Well, I've never heard of it, but little, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Little Deuce Coop. A little toot toot. Little toot toot. Okay, warming up. Traffic's also good. He is warming up. No, I'm lowering my standards, is what I'm doing. Warming up. It's one of those songs where it's like, it pretends to be about cars, but it's about Oh, Maybe it's a bit of a double meaning kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's when it gets really clever. That's fun stuff. Next, I would love to thank from East Grinstead in Wessex, I reckon, in Great Britain, Katie Fitzprice. Katie Fitzprice, um, Ella Fitzgerald. Yep. At last. The the song is called At Last. Yes. At uh, last. <laughs> oh, that song. I know yeah. that song. Um, that is Ella Fitzgerald, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aghast. I don't know. Aghast. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I don't know. Surprised about something. That's good know. stuff. That is At Last. <laughs> that's Ella. I love I love the word aghast. It's a good word. Yeah. You don't hear that much these days. I recently described a belly button as aghast. I will not okay. explain further. Does it look surprised? <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's good. That's good. Um, it's a it's great use of the word. It's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, I would love to thank somebody, if I may. Sure. Um, from Northcote, right here in Victoria. Wow. Fitzwilliam Gertler. What? Is that a real name? Fitzwilliam Gertler. Sounds made up to me. Yeah, it probably is, but- But good. Fitzwilliam I'm not saying Gertler. it's bad. I'm just saying it's- That's incredible. All right. Yeah. What about uh, Bedroom Philosophers' already comedy song, Northcote <laughs> So Hungover? Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's one of the lyrics. Is that what yeah. you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Right. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that is a good song already. Um, Girls in that film clip, I'm pretty sure. Really? really? Yeah. Why'd you go back? They, I, 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 I like think the they, they came up together, together, I think, in Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh... uh uh, 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 I'm getting there. Um, uh, uh, um, I've already forgotten uh, the name uh, of the song. Uh, speeding so pull over. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> speeding. So know. brackets. So, so pull over. Yeah, Do you understand if why you, if you, <laughs> Weird Al says like yeah. this takes time. It is. It genius. does take. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Speeding. What about sirens? So pull yeah, over. Yeah, that's probably better. Yeah, some other re- reason to actually new coat. New coat. Um. Oh, no, yeah. no pullover. So yeah, you don't, okay, good. You don't, yes. need, to bring your, you don't yeah. need to bring a jumper because you've got a new coat. Yeah, that's wow. good. You're very good at this. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> weird, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that behind your back for years. Uh, from Maple Grove in Minnesota, I think, MN in the United States, Samuel Walter Reeves, R I E B S. What about the darkness? Right? I believe in a thing called love. Oh, yeah. Uh,. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, shove, uh, yes, yep. Uh, uh, this is it's, it's difficult to come up with like something good, yeah. But that's what, yeah, okay. You've got to abandon that. All right, uh, <laughs> bad is good here, yeah. I believe in Even a turtle worse. dove, a turtle dove. I believe in a, a turtle dove, yeah. I don't know what it doesn't make, I don't know what that would be about. That would that be a Christmas one. Yeah. Turtle doves. Yeah, sure. It's okay. in the yeah, yeah. 12 days of. Yep. yep. I think that's fantastic. That's great. To me, that could be a Weird Al album track. That's how good that is. <laughs> May but I thank someone? I would like it if you could. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to thank from Collaroy Plateau in New South Wales. Gorgeous. Uh, Lockie Twos. Lucky toes, lucky toes. Toes. Uh, like that twos, is twos? so fucking cute. Twos. Yeah. It's T W O S E. Toes. What, what about goody huh. two shoes? 
uh, by Adam and the Ants. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Come on, do do something poo related. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, um, uh, g- uh, goody poop. <laughs> goody poop. <laughs> well, I yes. said it, was, it wasn't Adam and the Ants, it was just Adam Ant solo. Oh. Oh. There you go. Um, good stuff. Thank you so much to Samuel, uh, Lockie, sorry. <laughs> what was it? Pooey poo poos. Goody poo poos. Goody poo <laughs> Come on, man! Have some respect. That really for the feels art. like there was a there was room to move there, no, but no, there yeah. wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't. That's out. the thing. It's goody poo poo. Uh, finally, from me, I'd love to thank from Gorebridge in uh, Great Britain, mm. MLN. Where'd that be? Doesn't matter. Don't know. In Great Britain, Gorebridge. Uh, I'd love to thank Nathan. Needs a username. Hey, wow. another, another gaming game supporter. Love this crossover. There's a lot of crossover. A lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got a song. Um, the Traveling Wilburys, End of the Line. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, men's the clothesline. What men's I'm just, men's I'm just, the clothesline? I'm just throwing out some ideas yeah, yeah, to make it yeah. harder for you to think of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, just while you're-, you're um, uh, Lemon and lime. Ooh. It's, uh, it's about yeah. acidic things. Yes. <laughs> lemon and lime. Yeah. No. Squeezing juice into your eye with my <laughs> lemon and lamb. Yeah, great. Uh, That's nice. That place that I didn't know what it meant was Midlothian in Scotland. Oh. That's where Gorebridge is. Cool. <laughs> what a place. Jess, do you want to thank a I'll, final I'll one? I'll bring it home. Finally, Evan, you have one more. So All right, you're I'm going to so have close. to make this good. From St. Austell, in, uh, also in Great Britain, Bailey Sage. And the okay. song, Matt? Song. Um, Give him a good one for the last one. Sage Bailey. Sage. Something with a lot of rhymes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Something with a lot of rhymes. So I'll just quickly, let's look at this. I've uh, got one. Greatest songs of all time oh, no, list. Uh, oh, here we go. Old Town Road. We mentioned it before. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Mold. All four of the, all three of those words have plenty of rhymes. If that helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many? Uh, maybe. Um, Gold brown toad. <laughs> yeah, I was going toad. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, uh, Mold load. clown. Load. Load. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's the shortest horror story I've ever heard. <laughs> Mold clown load. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah uh yeah no they're all good um yep. sold download sold 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 download yeah that's, pretty, that's all right that could be something oh soul download not yeah. sold soul mm. i like soul that download. Soul yeah download. i'm much at sort of i imagine how the devil gets you <laughs> downloads your soul yeah yeah maybe it's little, about Elon Musk Musk got the got the, huh? got the devil didn't uh, yeah yeah very and much. i remember them saying we gotta move on yeah came up in the news a few months ago <laughs> and there's a quote they're like uh yeah uh that was years ago guys <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, what are we locking in, Ev? Uh, uh, this is very important. Bailey uh, Sage yeah. deserves you to come up with something really good here. Uh, I should say Bailey Sage, Nathan, Lockie, and Samuel all uh, messaged me because I told people if they think uh, you've been missed, please DM me on the Patreon and I'll, um, uh, I'll obviously put you on the top of the list. 
Um, uh, all right, Evan. I just got- really want to come up with something good for this. Yeah, all right, you can. We've still got one last section to go, so you can come up with it right at the end. While you're right. still thinking, let me say thank you so much to Bailey, Nathan, Lockie, Samuel, <laughs> Fitzwilliam, Katie, Christy, David, and Dog. And uh, the last thing we need to do is welcome some people into the Triptych Club. Jess, do you reckon you could quickly explain how this works? Absolutely. So the Triptych Club is uh, for people who have supported us at patreon.com slash to go on for three consecutive years on the shout-out level or above. Um, and what it is, it's like I like to think of it as an airport lounge, but some people think of it more like a cool like gentleman's club but not in a gross way, mm. just like a, like an exclusive cool place to hang out. Yeah, like somewhere that, uh, you know, there's velvet everywhere. Yes. Maybe Frank Sinatra's singing. Yeah, there's a bar. There's a we've got pickleball now. Um, that's taken off. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple <laughs> pool tables. <laughs> we've got all sorts of fun stuff. Activities for you, some arcade games, you know, fun stuff. Fun. It's, it's, it's fun. fun. It's actually, actually, if you think about it, it's great that you're not allowed to leave. We do have Guitar Hero, but I do ask that um, if if I want to play it, you fuck off. Mm. Um, I get first dibs of Guitar Hero at all times. Because there's only one of them. But when I'm not. Playing, you can have a go. Yeah, you but can when fuck I on. want to play, fuck off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So what we usually do is I'm behind the bar. I've got some drink specials going. Um. Some some hors d'oeuvres. Uh. Dave books a band, and Matt usually uh he's he's behind the velvet rope. He lifts it up for you. He brings you in. He welcomes you. Gives you a comforting little pat on the bum. Um, but not in a weird way. Not in a weird way. It's actually quite nice. It's not weird in any way. <laughs> it's it's nice. actually really nice. It's actually lovely. Uh, <laughs> so- and I'm sick of people saying otherwise. <laughs> oh boy. I bought this riff. <laughs> um, uh, have you booked a band this this week, Matt? You wouldn't believe this. What? But I've actually got Prince. Isn't that what? wild? Wow. Uh, and he said, please look into my eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. we're allowed to. So everybody can well, look he said, into the eyes. he said he'd prefer it if we did. Okay, great. Mm. Uh, it's quite and, intense. And it's actually turned out that him and Weird Al have made up and Weird Al's going to support him. Oh, that's so nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay, great. Evan, do you have any requests for Weird Al? If you could get him to play one song live, what would it be? Uh, it's one that I, th- I think he ne- has never played live because it's quite be quite difficult to do. But one of my favourite of uh, his, uh, it's uh, an original of his called Hardware Store. Oh, yes. He mentioned that on that interview I watched as well. That yeah. He's like, people request it all the time. He's like, <laughs> it would be really hard to it play is this. Hard. Listen so to like it like fast like harmonies or something. It's said? very, very fast. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. It would be very difficult to try and do cleanly. But hey, I. If I anyone believe could. That he can. If uh, anyone exactly, could, exactly. he's the one who I think, could. I think he's selling himself short. I reckon he could pull it off. I've got a drink special behind the bar as well. If you. Oh, great. I've got a, I've got a uh, cocktail this week. Yeah. It's the. Weird Al Yank Gin Fizz. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like that's the kind of drink that would jerk you right off your seat. If I can put it into those sort of terms, Evan. I don't know if that means anything to you. That's, <laughs> a, that's a phrase that Evan coined on a Who Knew It recently. Yeah. Jerk you right off jerk your seat. Jerk you right off your seat. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. <laughs> So, yeah, I've got that we, for you. Uh, I think I cried laughing when I read that one <laughs> out. Pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, how much are they? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's everything's. All free. It's all it's free. Is yeah. that included in the- Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah it's mm. a really good deal. I mean, once you enter the club, you can't leave. Yeah. Uh, but- Which some say is a negative, but that's actually a pay- positive. What if I leave the Patreon? No, you're not a- Yeah. Sorry. What? Yeah, no. You're in. You're in. Once oh, you're in, you're in. Incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's a good thing that you're trapped. Or yeah. not trapped. Trapped not is a weird way to phrase it. Trapped isn't how we it. like no, to word it. You just have to remain you there. You just have to remain okay. there. Okay. Yeah, not, all right. So it's not trapped Not in a weird all. way. Some people talk about it like being trapped, but it's not being trapped yep. in any way. Yeah, actually. yeah, absolutely. So just one inductee this week. Wow, okay, short list. Okay, so very excited. Uh, and the way this normally works, you're in Dave's position. So you're on stage, you're the hype man. Yeah. I am. I'm on the you door. Are, yes. I'm oh, reading no. out their name, and all you've got to do is just hype them up uh, in whatever way you would as, as an MC. Uh, Dave would normally do some weak wordplay, yeah. Weird Al style on the um on their name or their place or their location. You, you can know, do whatever like, feels right. They're from uh, Goulburn, and they're gold to me. Okay. That's no burn. He, that's something yeah. he probably has said before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That um, yeah. that level of shit yeah. is Encouraged. acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you can do really good, that's also fine. Anywhere in the middle, <laughs> you know, what are we doing? Sure. Yeah. All right. So, just the one inductee this week. Are you ready, Evan? Yes. And, and I hype you up. Yeah, so, just don't worry. Okay. You, this, no matter how bad You cannot it is. bomb because I'm here. Excellent. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, the one inductee this week comes from Watsonia North. Here in Victoria, Australia, it's Jill Welch. Uh, what? What's only? Uh, yeah, hang on. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, What's that? Uh, Welch. It's I forgot her name. Oh, Jill. 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 Welch. It's Jill. Yeah, here. And, Jill's um, here. Yeah. Oh, what, a, what a thrill! We want Welch on this deal, and that deal is you coming on in. Yeah. <laughs> what a thrill! That's Jill. Was what a beautiful cherry you put on top of that. That's yeah, nice. cake. That probably would have been enough. It mm. would have been enough. Uh, and now, <laughs> before we go, we've only got one last thing to do, and that is give Bailey Sage an Old Town Road. <laughs> the best I've come up with, okay. I, I think. You know, trying to make it like it could actually be a song. Sure. Yeah. Is, uh, is, is iPad Pro. Oh, yeah, yeah. great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that film on I'm my iPad, iPad Pro. Pro. Oh, I'm going to, you know, yes. something like that. I, you know, I think there's maybe Love something that. there. I think you've um, nailed it. That- yep. If, Good stuff. Unfortunately, he doesn't accept suggestions unless you're, you're Madonna. Yeah, and which you is are, a hard bar to, to, yeah. to try and reach. I think of you as Australia's um, Madonna. It's quite I do. Hostile. I've said that for really? a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In what way? Um, you're often backstage at a Weird Al show. Yep. Uh, yeah. And she's often backstage at her own show. You wear those oh, yeah, okay. pointy yeah, boob things. Yeah, okay. yeah, you both have the, have point. You both wore pointy boobs yeah. in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah, very conical chests, I <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, conical chess, more like uh, <laughs> conjugal visits. What? No, that's nothing. All right, time to go. I was. Trying, I'm still trying to weird Alice. Um, so, Jess, what do we need to tell people before we go? Just that we love them. That yes. if there's a topic you would like us to cover, or you you come across a story and you think that'd make for a fun do go on report. There's a link in the show notes. It's also on our website, which is do go on pod. Anybody can suggest a topic, so go do that. Do Go On Pod is also where you can find stuff about upcoming live shows. You can check out information about the other podcasts that we have on the Do Go On Network. And you can find us at social media at Do Go On Pod uh, across everything. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, what else is there? TikTok, we're Do Go On Podcast. And that's it. Yeah. It's God, so- we miss Dave. Until <laughs> next week. I'll say goodbye. Later. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. What a thrill. Oh, yeah. Love you, Evan. And uh, watch Gamey Gamey Game. Do we plug any of your stuff? Uh, no, but that's fine. We're doing, we are just started a new season of Gamey Gamey Game. Don't know when this episode comes out, but um, but there's episodes out, the new ones coming out. It's great. It's a good show about video games. So sorry, AJ. Can we just quickly get 
ask Evan about that and you can put it a little bit more prominently. We can just, just do the end again, I reckon. Okay, great. Sorry, AJ. We'll just do that so again. So, I, I said, like, that's it. So, why don't you just ask Evan? Evan, people love you. Thank they you. They want to get nice. more of you. Where <laughs> can they have it? I want um, to give it to them. Go to YouTube and look up Gamey Gamey Game. It's a show that I host about uh, video games. It's a very silly panel comedy show. Both Matt, uh, Matt and Jess have both been on. Um, we've uh, just started a new season. Uh, there's a very funny episode out uh, as we speak um, with uh, Greg Larson and Michael Hing. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. might know if you're a sort of fan of the comedy scene. Very, very funny stuff. Uh, so, go check that out. It's on YouTube. Gamey Gamey Game. Thanks so much for joining us, Thank Evan. you for having me. What a thrill to come and you talk gotta, about my interest. Yeah. My one us, interest. <laughs> send us some weird, those weird owl pics so we can I post will. them. I yeah. will. Yeah. And just, could you just reassure everybody that Dave's fine? Oh, yeah, you'd know. Look, I mean, I haven't spoken to him recently. Well, no, 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 just say just you know, Okay, just say no, he's fine. No, he's fine. Say yes, and he was reading today's paper. <laughs> can you just I did, say- Oh, yes, I saw a photo and he was reading today's yeah. paper. And I oh, don't, great. I don't think you can fake that. No, you can't. No, no you I, can't. I can only assume Not that today's technology. Genuine. Yeah, so he's fine. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I guess that's everything we need to say. Mm. Uh, until next week, I'll say goodbye. Later. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.